hello. Welcome back, maybe. Or yeah. w- welcome to your first time. Yeah. Great episode, I know. With Oh, I'm excited, man. Isaiah. Hey. What's going on, man? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, no, I really appreciate you coming over here. Making the long, strenuous journey from fucking... Yeah, that was a ride. Dude. Iowa. <laughs> it's always weird, because like, most of the time I'm on the side, I'm going to Eastside Studios, or the venues. So I was like, oh, man, like... I really needed the GPS. I was like, oh, I don't know where yeah. the fuck you this guy. No, I'm horrible. I'm yeah. horrible with direction. I, there's so many things I like do and try and remember mm-hmm. in my brain. Like I don't even try to remember directions. No, no. honestly, I could give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like it, it's unless I've been there multiple times, then maybe I'll start to remember. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get. I'm I'm really spatial. Like if we start talking, and I actually got into it with a friend. Like she's like, how do you not know? how to get around your own city. I've had people tell me that, and, and it's like, like dude, dude, I do. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, first of all, I don't go out like that anyway. Like, I'm, I'm usually one or three places, one of them being work and my crib. So it's like, damn, like, I'm, you, I'm more of like a, like a location. Like, if you like, hey, mm-hmm. like, it's over by uh, Elmore, uh, Walmart. I'm like, ah, I got you. And yep. then I start mapping it out. Exactly. Yeah. So like once I've been around a few places now I can drive to this East side studios with no GPS, but those first psh, 10 times. Oh yeah. I mean, especially cause I was usually going there at night, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. that's most of the time I'm like, Hey, come slide to the studio. Now I can get there. But yeah, I mean, shit. Yes, yeah. technology. Yeah, that is not a strong suit of mine. Directions. No, <laughs> like, no, no. If oh, I ever they, moved to like a different city, I would make a point to try and learn it well. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like here yeah, I'm just yeah. like, nah, yeah. I, was, I mean, like this is my home base, but like that was part of L.A. Where mm. man, there was just there was no confidence. I stepped out the door and I'm like, I don't know this city at all. Yeah. Like one wrong turn, you'd be in a whole different part of town, and it's just man, it's a lot. There's a lot of people. So you, you definitely, you, you learn to not be so uh, antisocial in a city like that. you got to make conversation, start asking questions, or you get you get swallowed alive. But um, you know what I hate more than anything is when you get those people who, like, want to be your, like, assist GPS driver. <laughs> and then they, like, fucking wait till the last second to tell you when to turn. They'll be like, oh, yeah, it was back there. And you'd be like, like damn. You like, just pull over? Give me a We're little heads up. Like, <laughs> God. Let's not crash. Yeah, we were just talking before we got on air here that you were in L.A. for I was. a short stint. When did you yes. leave? Dude, I left January 4th. Yep. How long were you there? I was there till the end of January, like early February. That's all the rent we could afford. It's Man. Ridiculous. No, no, and it's that's the funny thing. It wasn't even that, like, that's all I could afford. It was that I, I calculated enough. I did some thorough fund breakdowns and i was like this is what my bank account would look like in three months if i don't get a job yeah and if this all blows up in my face i will go home with nothing and that's not a fun place to be because then you feel useless then you got to come back to your hometown broke and and like starting over exactly let alone where i was trying to start i was in a fortunate position where i left with enough money i could get my shit back in order like i got my my apartment i got a new car and i know that i would not have successfully been able to do so had i have tapped myself dry come back with fucking 20 dollars in my bank account and i really would have been depressed and then you guys were like having record fucking winter temperatures yeah yeah yeah. nuts 
and I'm in over in the beach. Like I'm in Santa Monica, and I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? That's nice for you to get out. Yeah, man. <laughs> like I got out right in time because you know, like winter was kind of like. She didn't really come full heavy handed until like mid January. It's been like that a lot lately. Like yeah, we'll like get we we'll get like kind of really cold. We'll get some shit in like November. We get because we did really get like the most snow for like the month of November. Yeah. We did have the biggest. No, it was like or record record temps, record snows this last winter. But then there's but, been plenty of past years that I can recall where we get like warm spells in like oh, December. Yeah. I mean, we've had like snowless Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Snowless like no no snow outside, no sledding, no nothing, no mm-hmm. building the snowman. You just it's like fuck. even as far back in high school, I remember I was like, it was like before it was like middle of December, like right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm like skateboarding and t-shirt and yeah. shit. You know, it's not even yeah. cold, let alone snow. It's a weird, so, it's a weird it's, deal, think man. Fucking climate change. Is what it is. <laughs> Talk about it. I also think we're it's in like a climate real. shift. Yeah, because we have a lot of late rains, right? Yeah. Even right now, it's even like rain. rain. Dude, it's been raining all summer. I think Every you know, it day. used to be like fucking April showers, bring May flat things like. May oh, showers, fucking July showers, Dude, June showers. God. You can't. The record flood. All you have to do is pay attention. If you just observe what's going on right now, you can tell something's not. Like. And all these people are like it's not real. No man. <laughs> well, something's right. real. Like what? hell, even in uh, even in L.A. when I got out there, it rained for the majority of my yeah. time there. And they're and like everyone's like native L.A.s are like. Dude, it doesn't rain this yeah. much here. Like, I'm sorry, you just caught us at a bad time. Cause we're thinking, ah, sunshine, and no, it was raining a lot. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. But it it's was not there. that bad considering, you know, like some years ago they're in like a worst drought they've ever exactly. had. Exactly. So like, like, it's like in that regard, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of good for you guys. Like, you guys could use some of this rain. Yeah. Um, you know, drought, like with all the droughts and stuff. But yeah, it was raining a lot. Um. That was nuts, man. I mean, it's still kind of one of those things, like, in retrospect, I'm like, I can't even believe I did it. Like, you know, you say you say you're going to do something for so long. Mm-hmm. And I just had to, you know, I, if nothing else, I just, it was good for me in this fact that I just needed, I had a desire to get out of here. It's good to get, like, refresh your... Yeah, man, I just had to get away, put some shit in perspective. Like, you know, I was going to my job, you know, five days a week. I was making music on the side, you know, doing all these little artistic endeavors. And I was just like, man, is this it? Is this what my routines come to? And I was like, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I got to go. I don't got anything keeping me here. I don't got a girlfriend. or I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't have a baby. I didn't have a girlfriend. Congratulations. You know, like. <laughs> we don't need that. Man, fuck all that noise. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> like, you know, and like, it's not even that I'm like not into romance. Like, I am. I really I mess with all that. You just got to find the right person right, and re- right. like reciprocate. So I was, you know, I just, I just wasn't really doing any of that. So I'm like, you know what, what better, like, what excuse can I honestly come up with? I'm 22. I was 22 years old. I had all this money saved up. I wasn't in any debt. I was like, man, fuck it. Let's go. And my buddy, he was the one that kind of pitched it to me and he had come back from a previous go. He had it. That was his second attempt. Mm. Because his first buddy like had like a panic attack and was like, "Dude, I can't do it. Like, I gotta go home." First week they're out there. And I would like, get there and have like a panic attack. What's all this traffic? Yeah, yeah, yeah what is yeah, going yeah. on? And you know, and it's like I don't. I'm not even like shading that guy because it's a lot to take in and it's not for everybody. And if you've never been out there prior to kind of scope it out and you just show up like I'm moving here, like I did, I didn't get a chance to go out there prior. Yeah, yeah. It, and it wasn't yeah. even that, you know. It was that. It was just, man, there's so many homeless people out there. Goodness gracious. I mean, everywhere you look, yeah. homeless people. 
In fact, one of my friends told me that he used to work for a lot of those, you know, like, uh, you know, I guess assisted, you know, to help like people who don't have homes and the shelters and stuff. And in a lot of the colder regions, what they'll do is that these homeless people actually accumulate enough money and then get a one-way ticket to the hotter regions like a Florida or Cali because it's fucked up to say, but if you got to be homeless... No, that's if, not, you if, know I, what I mean? if you got to be homeless, you might as well be somewhere where it's going to be easier a majority of the year to actually be on the streets. Oh, you know? definitely. No, if I found out, like, if everything's going wrong, if I'm losing all my money, I yeah. lost my job, it's like, dude, last, first thing I would do is, like, or the last thing I would do is, like, spend the last of my money on, like, one-way plane trip. I'm not staying here. Yeah. You got me fucked up. Yeah, like, staying here in the winter, dude. What you come to find out is a lot of those people, they are... Um, you know, from other regions, and they and they just worked their way out there, got on a Greyhound, and never looked back. They took what they had on their back, and that was it. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck. I mean, there's Skid Row. You know what Skid Row is? Mm-hmm. It's just like home, like homeless people village. Like yeah. for miles, it's just tents. And we saw that because, like, my buddy, he's big on photography, really talented, and he was really into the night. Like one of his aesthetics is like he likes to do night shoots. So we would go like to the, the downtown areas and shoot, you know, like you're talking light up skylines, you know, and he likes the urban uh, fashion wear and stuff like that. And I mean, the amount of homeless people we just see wrapped up in sleeping bags and tents and you're just like, damn, like this is really how people are living out here. Mm-hmm. That shit's just, man. And it also like too, like I come back and I just don't sweat money as much because a lot of the people, it's just kind of a rite of passage in the culture to be five people in a three-bedroom apartment or a two-bedroom apartment Mm -hmm. and you know this living room space would be someone's room right and that's how they break up the rent like we talked about 1500 for a studio apartment Mm -hmm. that's a house here yeah you gotta have a good job or something oh man yeah which is like i said what it creates a culture of a lot of ceos and you know big time execs and and all these famous hollywood actors and stuff because it's like yeah it's an i mean la is amazing if you got it yeah. you know if you got the money shit it can be paradise or it can be the worst fucking place on on earth right you know it all depends on your bank account and who you know you know and it creates a lot of that culture where people ask your instagram i had a girl ask me my instagram handle before she even got my name but we were on the beach and we were shooting something and she's thinking oh i don't know him he could be he could be a big shot. He could sure. be the next big thing. You just don't know. You know, so a lot of it, you know, there's a certain understanding that you invest in your um in your nightlife because going out to the clubs is your opportunity to meet that producer, that you know, director, models. I mean, you just never know. Hmm. You have to shake every hand or at least that's the kind of mentality, but then it also creates that, you know, is it, it's hard to make friends here kind of thing, you yeah. know. There's no, people aren't necessarily the most friendly, you know, you, you get a lot of very suspicious people, but understandably, you know, you just don't know who's trying to take advantage of you. Right, right. So that, that was tough too. That was definitely like, cause I'm so used to having like a core group of people I can go to about anything. And when it's just you and one person and you're cooped up in an Airbnb day after day and you just don't know where, where to start. And you know, you show up with some, oh, I'm, a, I'm an aspiring artist kind of thing oh man join the club yeah exactly it's kind of like oh yeah you and every other fucking person out here you know or at least a huge demographic and then 
they'll ring you for every penny i mean they'll they'll sell you all sorts of shit like yeah. oh yeah i'll make you big or i can oh yeah i'll I sign can link you, dude. you up yeah. yeah i can link you up with that and phew, i did a show out in long beach and i swear to god that show was not didn't it wasn't shit compared to the shows we do here really yeah I swear why is that just the production value the talent the um organization it felt like a a quick money scheme honestly it felt like somebody was sitting at their crib and was like yo how can we make a quick buck because it was pay to play uh, so everybody uh, who was on the bill had to pay to be on it uh, we all paid like 35 dollars. i have no reason to lie like i didn't just magically like start rapping on the street and got picked up for a show like no i started going hey where can i perform out here and they're like oh yeah well dude it's mostly pay to play it's the way to filter through the talent. I mean, you know. Do they have a lot of open mic nights out there? Even well, that's what it was. It was an open oh, mic, yeah. a paid open mic. Mm, yeah. And they can afford to do it because it's like we're LA. They have the brand power to be like we're LA. We, you know, we're the home of Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, etc. You know, all the famous people live here, so. You never know. One one viral video or one good video and one bump in could change your whole life. What's thirty five dollars to you? Mm-hmm. Should be nothing. So you get a lot of shady promoters, and it, like I said, it's just hard to know who's uh, who's genuine. Yeah, but you think you're saying the show you think was like shittier than like shows? Dude, I swear here? we were in a fucking. Where they, did they just? Suck? We were in the corner of a fucking pool bar. Oh no! Yeah, dude, no. in the corner of a pool bar. Not even a real venue. Not even a real venue, bro. A corner oh, no. of a pool bar with a wired mic and a DJ who had his DJ shit on the pool table. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is some bullshit. Oh no! Like, <laughs> you know oh, what no. I mean? Like, I'm just looking around, like, nah, gee, like we do better shows back in Davenport in the Quad Cities, but now, mind you, that was one show. Mm-hmm. So there's, I mean, like I said, I've seen some of the other gigs, and they're awesome. So it was one, but it's just that thing, everything that glitter ain't gold, the grass is not always greener on the other side, and there's a lot of people selling that L.A. Hmm. experience, and they're making a quick buck off people. And the thing is, around here, if there was like a tiny little show like that, it has a bigger chance to be like still awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, just because, but... Right, I mean, like, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing when you have like ASAP, like ASAP Rocky was in town when I was out there, and Blueface, you know, Blueface, he kind of blew up but that's his hometown and he was doing a show like a couple blocks from where i li- i was staying it's so weird it's like damn asap's over there Blueface is there who knows like you just be next to like a famous person in traffic or something yeah too you know and the crazy thing is everyone's like oh did you see anyone famous and i'm like not really because i wasn't looking for like, famous well, probably people. i did <laughs> probably i probably saw i was probably in the radius of more famous people than i realized and just didn't know just like you know like a mean? fucking expensive store anyone yeah. in there well that's what i said like there's this spot I, I can't remember the name i want to call it the grove so bad but i might be wrong and uh dude was like oh yeah if you go in there you're gonna bump into a hell of famous people it's one of the like the hmm. nicest malls in la and that's like a common place to bump into celebrities of of every grade you know from d to a but i was kind of like man i don't know if i want to do that there's the part of me that's like, damn, I'm this close, and I didn't. But there's something about 
seeing them in person i don't want to i'm not that kind of person that's going to freak out and like want a selfie mm-hmm. i'm very big on the respect their boundaries especially if they're with their kids and their families oh, yeah, you yeah. know it's it's like for example like some of my friends are like damn like what if you would have bumped into donald glover who i'm a huge fan of i mean he's one of my fucking creative heroes and it's just like i'd have to scope it out of course, there's a part of me that, like, I want a picture. I want to hold a conversation. Go to him now. <laughs> exactly. And you're just like, all shit, all bets are off. Rush, bomb rush him. But it's like, how many people do you think a day tell him he's such an inspiration and he, they love him and they're his biggest fan? It's like, man, he's heard it a thousand times. And I'm sure he would it's not that he wouldn't be appreciative, but he doesn't know me. Like, I don't, I'm just another dude to him, you know? So, yeah, I mean... And a lot of times people that are famous are generally nice about it. Like, sure, yeah, we'll take yeah, a picture, yeah, yeah. but when it comes to, like, yeah, if they're, like, with their kids and family, it's like, don't go anywhere near them. <laughs> don't be that guy. Right, like, don't treat them like a damn zoo animal. Yeah. They get enough people out there taking pics. And, <laughs> like I said, you know, I mean, hell, you got a, you've got a culture where we'll, we'll rush someone that's famous that we're not even a fan of just yeah. to say uh-huh. we met them. Yep. You know? I mean, you see it. Like, you watch some of those videos of people going up and then, They'll be like, oh my gosh, I know who you are, blah, blah, blah. Can I get a picture? And then they'll be like, yeah, sure. And then the person's like back in the background looks back like, oh, shit, who's that? Oh, I should get a picture too. And it's hey, like, right, dude, right. you don't even know who they are, <laughs> you know? Have you ever met anyone famous? Um, As yeah. far as out there? Or anywhere. I mean, now, when you say met, do you mean like I was in at a show of a famous person or like I actually legit like talked to them? Not necessarily a show, but not necessarily talk to him. Have you talked to any famous people or been close to any famous you know, people besides the, just a show? And that's the thing. Like, I, I wish I had a cooler L.A. story, but truthfully, I met, like, two, like, semi-famous people. The average person wouldn't know. I did go to Tyler Creator's store. Oh, yeah. And there was this girl who's, like, a model. She was, like, talking among some of the staff, close friend or friend of mutual friend of Tyler, I take it. And she was at the store. I didn't know her well enough to bother to say anything to her because I didn't put it together until after the fact. I'm like, oh, shit, that was that one famous girl. But, yeah, yeah I saw her, and, and I saw Andy Dick. You know, Andy really? Dick, yeah. <laughs> no I way. bumped into him downtown L.A., <laughs> Hollywood, like on the Hollywood walk, you know, like walk of fame huh. or whatever. And he was, like, walking by, and my buddy pointed it out. I wasn't even paying attention. He's like, oh, shit, that was Andy Dick. And he, like, was right there. He yeah. had just passed us, and I'm like, oh. And like I said, I know of him. I've seen his stuff, but like, not enough to go. Andy Dick, please, like, <laughs> yeah, please. take a picture. Like, wait, come back. Like, and like we said, if your buddy hadn't noticed, there's plenty, probably plenty of times both of you walked by famous people you didn't even see. Well, first of all, it's one thing to be on the hunt for celebrities. It's another thing to just wonder where the fuck am I at? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. I'm trying not to die out Words. here. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm trying to figure out the landmarks, let alone like be on the scouting out famous people you know <laughs> so what much mean? to take in yeah it's so much it's sensory overload man definitely so it's like nah it'd be a fun experience i guess it was well. an amazing experience i would tell anybody to go i just know for me where my the way my bank account was set up and just i just felt like i just didn't have enough of a grasp on the way to navigate i'm sorry i keep looking over there because i'm just like looking at your collection Let's of see like, what do we got here flicks <laughs> i see the wild thornberries like full series Shout out, there's flicks. the poster up there too oh, fucking a, right, oh, right, right above on. your head oh bet yeah dude i'm a fucking classic huge, like i can tell you're like a movie show enthusiast like, i would say you like love... I, I would say like i'm a huge nerd for like animation yeah i'm not necessarily into anime 
okay animation and i'm not cartoon, really american cartoon yeah I, I like i i used to i still love the pokemon cartoon that's anime that's a class i'm not into playing the game or cards just the show just the show you've seen and like same way. and boondocks that's like anime that's oh that's a fucking class. other than that i don't I watch like anime back. Oh. yeah it's coming back Shit. yeah they're gonna bring it back boondocks is one of the best shows oh, ever fucking made oh yeah oh. that thing can tighten up so yeah it won't fall on you there we go Oops. And then, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a nerd for animation, I guess. Dude, I love like, animation. All the classic Nick cartoon well, you know, um, Damn, you want to get in that? Because we can go. We can I go. can go into some shows. But dude, I'm not really into movies. I am. Really? I am. More so shows, though. Yeah, it's, the thing is, there's like, you could probably name off countless, like, like, uh, like historical like classic films yeah like i've never it's seen it. cinematography yeah so, you know it's There's funny so many famous films i've never seen when i got ready to go to la that was something that i really got into because i work at best buy so like there's just too much temptation there for one and like i'm like the movie guy at my job like it's it's the, the like across the board everyone knows it i'll dedicate at least 20 minutes a, a day when i'm at work or at least back in the day when I was actually a sales floor associate. And I would just sift the floor and like get an idea what's out. And also to memorize because especially once it gets to like more of the peak season time, you get a bunch of people who are looking like, hey, I need this movie. And I'm like, boom, I got you. So like, boom, 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 I grab it and get them out the door. So one of the things that I got really big on when I was getting ready to go was like, I was like, man, I, I'm gonna be in LA with so many film buffs. I wanna know my shit. And I need to like start watching a lot of the Oscar movies because <laughs> I'm like somewhat good about it. And it's not that I don't enjoy the films, but just I'm a big like blockbuster. Like most of the time I'm going to the movies, I'm seeing the next big blockbuster, whether it be a Marvel movie or a Star Wars or something like that. And I enjoy those flicks. Like that's what I grew up on. But I also like enjoy like, just a great story that's well acted and well written. And yeah, I would like start trying to binge them all like Forrest Gump and like saving private ryan i just started buying and most of them were like in the five dollar bin at my job but yeah like show wise man oh my gosh i can talk cartoons all day like i fucking love cartoons in fact um i just rebought okay so if we're talking nick we can we want to start nick and then go to cartoon yeah yeah well what's one what's some of your favorites okay so my favorites and motherfuckers can judge me i don't care I love like Rugrats is is like one of my tops. Classic. Dude, classic. And I literally bought the first in the Paris movie, like you know the mm-hmm. first two films. Fucking gems. Like to this day, I love that. Hey Arnold. That's one of my. That's like that's probably my top favorite. One of my. Wait, tops. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. Dude, that show amazing. is incredible. So good. Like so the art. Good. The voice actors. The voice you know actors. Grandpa, right? Yeah. You know that's like Homer Simpson and shit. Really. Same dude. Same dude. Same dude. Wow. And I can tell, like, he did some background voices in the show sometimes. You know, some of those characters. Like, it what you sounds come like to realize Simpson. is that the voice acting industry is way smaller than you think. Yeah, and there's a lot of big recycle, names. And shit. Like, okay, Tara Strong. Uh-huh. Tara Strong. Yeah, she was one Bubbles, of the Powerpuff Girls. Yep, Bubbles. Uh, Raven, uh, Tommy, Tommy Pickles. Mm-hmm. Like, she's everywhere. Or no, Tommy was uh... Tara Strong. No, no, no. Tommy was uh fuck, what's her name? I swear to God. I'm pretty sure it's Tommy. No, I strong. swear to God. We can Google it right now. Let's Google it. We'll Google it right now. It's uh yeah, E. G. Daily, dude. Is oh man, maybe But just, I think she was Maybe you just uh, Is me. she like the she probably is one of the Rugrats though, right? I could have sworn that I Tara think it's Strong like, did her too. Tara Strong uh she might have was 
Let's was see. she like Phil and Lil or something? I gotta find this out. This shit's gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> we gotta pull this shit up yeah. right now. We gotta find out. Yeah, that's why we need poor Bill here too to run the run another. Bl- okay, you're right. Elizabeth Daly, you're right. Well, but damn, who Tara am I Strong was probably of? on Rugrats, right? I'm just gonna look up Tara Strong and find out who she's actually voiced because I know she's voiced hella hella people. Like I was to the point where I was like starting to put two and two together. And I'm like, damn, that's her too. I've been get, I've gotten like over the years really good at, uh, like was if she? I'm watching a show, I'm like, ooh, that's so and so, you know. I'm really getting used to their voices, you know, where I can kind of point it out and shit. Hold <laughs> on a second. I think I might have just realized who I confused her for. Timmy Turner. Timmy Turner. She was Timmy Turner on Fairly Odd Parents. But she is on Rugrats. She might. I think it says right here. Um. I don't know if I could pull it up real quick. I'm not even on IMDb. I would not be shocked. Okay, yeah, it does say it's in her in her uh, No, is she... Uh, wait a minute. Fuck. Ooh, apparently, Elizabeth... Dill. Dilly. She was Dill. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I wasn't tripping. Mm-hmm. I knew she was like one of the pickles. Hey, apparently here, the girl, Elizabeth Daly, who did Tommy, she apparently did Susie also. Susie? Really? Yeah. I thought Susie was voiced by a black girl. Huh. Do you mean it was all a lie? Like all this time? It was a lie. It's all a lie, man. But no, man, like it's insane her her portfolio. Dude, yeah, a lot I mean, of those people, man, they're just I mean, all these over. are voices you heard that pretty much defined our childhoods. To be honest with you, I, w- I if we could make this podcast grow and become bigger, I'd love to get like voice actors in here. Dude, that'd shit. be awesome. I'm super into that. Like that's I one thing that's I want such... I'm like into doing myself is voice I acting. I would love to get into that. And I think it's a really um I don't want to say not respected medium, but I don't think those people get enough credit sometimes. They don't get man. enough credit, but they got it good. It's like, shit, you don't have to be an actor. You can just go in Literally in your pajamas. Show up in your pajamas, man. Yeah. And I mean, think about how many like, A-list actors. Like, think about Tom Hanks. Think about how much money he got to do those Toy Stories, man. <sighs> the checks. To show up. And like I said, you know, it's not a visual medium. It's all about how you can feel, make people feel with your voice. And right, the right. animation will do the rest. And like... I don't know. I think something about me getting older and I mean, call it me being a man child, whatever you want to call it. But like something about the cartoon medium just makes me feel good. Yeah. And like I just been like binging hella like cartoons again and shit. And it's just like like I even like went on like a little Pixar binge. Like I've been buying hella Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. Like I got uh, I bought. Well, I had the Toy Stories, but like I got the Incredibles. Like, The Incredibles is, like, probably my top three Pixar's. Monsters, Inc. is the other one, and Toy Story. And I got, like, Ratatouille, just hella. And, like, the Shreks, the first two Shrek movies. And I was like, man, like, I fucking love these movies. Like, how have I not owned them all this time? Right. Well, you're kind of an artist, too, right? I do, I've seen yeah. your Instagram. So you I was draw. drawing Because, yeah, for me, when I'm watching animation, it's just super, like, inspiring for me. Yeah. Like, oh, look at this art. Look, listen to this music. From, listen like, to all that shit. I think that's why, like, it sucks for my bank, but like my bank account, but like <laughs> from a, like an art and like, I'm just an art enthusiast. I just love everything art. Like whether it be a cartoon thing, whether it be um, video games, I love video games. Like, okay, for example, I don't know like what consoles you play on, but I just recently started God of War. See, I'm not even a gamer. Oh shit. Not See, anymore. That's a whole other thing, man. I'm like, if I do play it, like I don't anymore, but like I have a lot of the old school consoles. Yeah. Like that's a rabbit hole, man. And like, <laughs> I've even like, I don't game as much as I did as a teen, but fuck man. Some of these games, the like ambition, 
I mean, damn, it's like damn near cinematic movies that you oh, play. Yeah. You know? And all, even the, you know, the in between the stories, you know, that play out. This, yeah, the cutscenes yeah, and the whatnot. Cut scenes, it's and like, it's getting, it is like a movie. <laughs> the tech is getting so insane to the point where the cutscenes are so seamless, where you're like, damn, like, I thought, you know what I mean? Like, the gameplay and the cutscenes, you know, like back in the day, you could blatantly tell, like, oh, this is where the budget went to the cutscene, and then you play the actual. You know, you actually take control and the graphics. Like, exactly. They always preview the cutscenes because yeah, it looks yeah, amazing, yeah. and then the gameplay is like. And the graphics like, drop significantly. It's getting to the point where the cutscenes are damn near on par with the gameplay, you know, or vice versa, I should say. And you're like, wow, this is just beautiful. A lot of games you know? nowadays, you're not even playing a game, you're playing a movie. Movie. <laughs> yeah. A movie, like a movie you play. Yeah. Like, that's why I feel like, I mean, you think about red dead the like grand theft auto and all that like the narrative based mm -hmm. stories those are usually the ones that win the game of the years because people love a great story hands down you know what i mean and it's like that got a war man i haven't got very far because i like played it once and then i kind of like put shelved it just because i want to get back to it at some point but damn did that game make an impression on me that game made me feel a way that a lot of games have not made me feel in a long damn time and I was like, geez, Louise, like, it's, I mean, that's an industry, man. Like, those people, the amount of hours, like, that, the gaming industry, like, most art industries, you don't get into that shit because of the money. You get into that shit because you love it because you're working mm -hmm. 60, 70 hours a week to yeah. crank this bad boy out by release date. You know, think about all the animators for these movies, man. Right, right. Okay, so the Sonic shit. I don't know if you heard about all the controversy. So they had to redesign, redesign, redesign the shit. <laughs> and you better believe those people are not probably going to get paid extra for it. You know, something that I guarantee you, one of those animators brought to the attention of the director and all the head people at whatever studio is putting it out. I forget. And they're like, nah, we're all right. It'll be all right. Just finish the shit. And then fans spoke up and they're like, this is some bull. Isn't that like, like the first time that's ever happened? Never. I'll, I'll oh, you know, over, yeah, like, first redesigning time. Designing a character. Like Oh, that aspect? Probably. To the point that the outcry the fan was outcry, so like, late. We don't want it. <laughs> yeah, where they're like You're kind of facing delayed. like the the studio's facing like, well, are we gonna just go with it or are well, we gonna the, flop at the box a, office? There's and a shit? saying between like gamers and movie movie viewers that when a movie gets delayed, it's usually a good sign. Cause it means okay, they're out, they're really trying to polish it up and get it right. When a no no no, I'm sorry. When a game gets delayed, it's a good sign because it's like okay, bet they're really trying to make sure the final product is on point. When a movie starts getting delayed, it's like oh, shit, mm -hmm. something's not right. Why are they not on schedule to get this out like they said? And I mean the movie didn't look all that great anyway, but at least fuck like at least respect Sonic enough to like do them right. And I'm not even a big Sonic fan. But I just saw, I mean, it just flooded the timeline when that shit came out and the trailer dropped and everyone's like, no, this is terrible. What do you think? How do you think the look was? You think it was bad? I thought it was, it wasn't Sonic. Let's just say that. I know Sonic well enough to go, that's weird. Why, why'd you do that? You know, like yeah. you could have literally just ported him from the games to the movie. And just made him 3D and made him live action. Like like he's like small, basically, kind of. Oh no no like no! Like in no, the no. games, like not even. Isn't not he even like that. short? No no no! He's like, he's at least like the size of like a small person. Right. And well, like, the design in the movie, it felt like it was like someone like me. He's like kind of. 
tall and skinny just wearing like a blue suit or well, something. Well, the problem was that people felt he looked too humanoid. Okay. Like yeah. it was almost like that They weird, wanted him to be more like Yeah, a, like yeah. more like a He was creature. definitely pretty humanoid. He looked a little too freaky. Like they gave him like realistic teeth and shit and people were like, "Oh, this is kind of like Yeah. some weird like hybrid, like <laughs> like some dark fanfic type shit." Like I was Almost. wondering, did they ask, what do you want us to redesign, you know? Like, what did they look into I know, that's what, what I, the reason Well, I was? think people just wanted a more loyal rendition. I think they're just like, just backtrack. I was just bit. trying to think myself. I was like, so I wonder what the final product will look like now. Yeah, What's and I think like it also it didn't help that they were right off the heels of the Pokemon movie. Yeah. And those designs were amazing. People loved the way they, they brought that series to life. Because Pokemon, they just made it look like how it exactly. looks. Exactly. I mean, obviously, they like there's certain things you have to translate because you're thinking, no, this was a 2D thing on a show that we're now making a real 3D physical thing. So, like, the way that they designed, like, most people forgot until the movie that Pikachu's a mouse. Like, he's furry. Yeah. And I was, like, you know, pointing it at, like, people were talking about him. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, he would definitely have hair, like, fluffy hair like that. And um, and then like the Charizards and shit had like scales, mm. um, and it just like you, the attention to detail like you could tell it was a labor of love. That animation team got down, and yeah, like I loved like I mean most of these cartoon characters I was drawing as a kid because I loved to draw. I mean that was my first love. Before I was ever rapping, I was an illustrator. Still am. Yeah, we haven't even gotten into that yet. Man. For those who do not know, yeah, yeah, Mr. Hip Hop Artist. Damn, over here. <laughs> people are like, what the fuck? This guy's going on some tangent about cartoons. Like, shut up. Hell yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, man, rap. Like, I love that shit. And it's another love, like. But you're originally like an artist. Basically. Yeah, like illustration. So it started illustrator slash writing because I loved writing, always have. Um, and then, like, theatrical, where I was like, I would like to act or, like, you know, voice act, stuff like that. And then the last piece of my gauntlet, I should say, was rapping. And it was just because I just love music and how it all happened. I guess I should probably just tell the story for the people that are tuning so in. So, like, don't you know got me. into, like, drawing and writing around the same time? Yeah, as a kid. How old? Man, psh, I was the, like, classic, like, kid i mean fucking borderline toddler who drew on the walls type shit yeah i was that kid oh yeah so my mom man i was never without crayolas and markers and any other type of art 2d medium to you know i feel like most kids are like that i think little ass fucking babies and shit they're like generally like creative yeah and curious about the world I think everyone would be like that, you know, always having markers I don't and think shit. It's like, just, isn't it like something? They, I don't know, man, if it's like the parents deep. are being in school. They go down some other path. Like, ah, oh, well, stop drawing here. Take this calculator well, instead. It's because, <laughs> man, that's deep. Oh no, no, like, and I really believe that. I think that we are inherently creative. I hate when people are like, oh, I could never draw. Like, yes, you can. My buddy is maybe you're not like. Look, it's just the truth. Some people pick up on shit faster than others. Yeah. You yeah. know, you can talk about, oh, you're just, it's your, it's in your nature or you're just naturally gifted. I believe if you want to do it, you'll do it. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. Definitely. And I think that everybody's creative in some, to some degree. But like you said, as we get older, we're taught, we're not really taught to be creative. We're just, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. We're drones. Yeah. You get, you know, shoved into this compartmentalized yeah. shape box. You got to be you're like everyone to, else. You you're know? taught how to like follow the leader. You know, and, and you're taught. That comes in what we were talking about earlier routine. before we started recording. We were talking about the fucked up kind of education system in a sense. Yeah, That's man. a big thing. Well, and that's what I say. What's the first thing that they pull from the schools? The art programs. Mm -hmm. 
like that's like the last thing you should be pulling. Exactly. <laughs> that's how you stimulate the future. Like the future, man. Like everything is art. Yeah, everything literally is everything art. I'm looking at right now. It's insane. Like how people, you know, designing this have, microphone is art. Fucking. <laughs> you always you know? have these people, you know, just ignorantly or like they dismiss art and they're like, "What are you gonna do with that? What can you do with that?" It's like motherfucker from everything from your head to your toes is art. You know, yes, there's subcategories of art, but from your phone to your fucking your 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 fashion sense, you know, hell, even food is a culinary art. Of course. Right? It's all art. Everything. Art makes the world go round. I really believe that. That's why I'm such an art enthusiast. Seriously. I don't care. Man, art saved my life. Like, that's one thing I'm so gracious to my mom and my father for. Um, is that they always let, kept things creatively stimulating around me growing up. And that's, I think, why I'm the way I am. You know, I was always drawing. I was always, you know, doing a skit. You know, just being zany and creative. And it's just, yeah, yeah, you need yeah. that, man. I mean, people don't realize artists are weird. Oh, yeah. The people you, like, admire so much, man, they're weird. Look at Gaga. Look at, yeah. look at the shit they do. But And some of the great artists, like, throughout history are, like, like maniac like yeah, insane maniacs, people like bro. not even like mentally healthy like you know not like a, not fucking any, van gogh and not shit. in any way man and it's and it's just something so like something really beautiful happens when you just let somebody go you know you just give them the the tools they need to just flourish you get shit like apple you know yeah you get shit that just changes the world fucking you know? disney disney like, man. fucking Especially little kids growing up right now, they got no fucking idea. It's like this huge empire that like is starting to own everything. Owns everything. Now. But it started borderline out as like some borderline dude, monopoly. Some dude came up with like a fucking mouse character, and was like, "Hey, you know, we can animate it, which has been right. done before." But then like, "Hey, we're gonna fucking put sound to this shit." Yeah. And it's like just Game that, changer. just a simple little like mouse on a tugboat thing with sound, and it like completely changed the whole Game world. Changer. It blew people's I'm going to minds. Disney. I'm going to Disney in like 14 days. Dude. I haven't been since I was a kid. Yeah, man. This is my first time going. Oh, shit. Vacation with the family. Mm. And uh, I almost didn't go because I was like, man, I have to take 10 days off of work. But Yeah, yeah. I just got to the point. It's like, damn, it's a bucket list thing. Like, Of course, of course. Especially if I haven't gone. Yeah, man. What are you like, talking about? In uh, California or Florida? Florida. Yeah, Disney I've never World. been to the California one. Which one is it? Disney World, Disneyland. I can't I was never corrected. remember. corrected. California's land. Land. Florida's world. What's the fucking difference? I don't know. Probably there's probably a legit difference, but yeah. Why shit. go to the land when we can see the, the whole world? world. <laughs> but I'm so excited, dude. And like I said, it's about capturing that. Like, and I have nephews and nieces, so they're all going, and it's nice to share that type of stuff, man. That's the type of things that, and and they're I think they're all right at the perfect age to go, and have that experience. And it's like shit. I'm 20. I'm in my 20s, but. Um, I'm still excited as shit. Even the adults are excited. Exactly. You know? like, like I'm hype. You know. Hell yeah. I and I'm a Disney enthusiast. Like Disney's one of those brands that really built my. That's like my most of our like, probably most of the people listening right now, if they're around our age, even or even older or younger, it's and like it's, it's like I mean, their whole childhood. Yeah, man. And nostalgia, as as you know, man, marketing 101, nostalgia sells. Mm-hmm. How much money do you think this Lion King movie is about to go make? It ain't new. We all seen it. We all, we seen all know it. what's going to happen, but everybody's going to be and in that. And why? Because of the art. The, the art. That crazy fucking uh, 3D, whatever Insane. the fuck it is, animation, Hyper-realistic. CG. Hyper-realistic. Yeah, it's literally a, a CGI live action. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. written off as live action, but it's all CGI. Of course, yeah. 
But yeah, man, that movie's gonna make a boatload of money. Yeah, I, I, it's gonna see, be one of the biggest movies of the year. Did you see the new Toy Story four? I haven't. I saw it, and they had a preview for the Lion King movie. Yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah, crazy, it's crazy, man. You might have to see even that the one. even the Toy Story looked it's crisp. Dude, you compare first Toy Story, yeah. that original OG Pixar shit, to now it's like crispy. How? What in the fuck? Like, with they just like, get better and better, man. 3D animation is like Nuts. same with you know. We're not video even gonna games. be able to start telling the difference. You won't. People already can't. Can't. Like in certain ways, like the internet was freaking out because they released like a still image of like a cat. Yeah. The show, and it was like, oh, it's fucking is real. It real? <laughs> man, the lights. They're getting real good at it. They couldn't even do hair in the first Pixar movie. It had to yeah. be like, it couldn't be like flowing. Well, I was like, like watching still, the thing basically. where they said that um, when they did The Incredibles, Violet, the you know, the daughter with the long black hair, that was actually one of the most like, from an animator standpoint, they got like commended from fellow animators were like, holy crap, how did you guys pull off that hair? Because, mm-hmm. like I said, he was humanoid hair that flowed, and you could tell it was individual. It wasn't just a, you know, kind of a giant clumpy swish as some of the old animation was because they just didn't have the tech to do it. And, man, they're getting real good Got at it. it. And people that, like, aren't really artistically minded or artists themselves, like, you don't even realize. Like, it's like that little shit. Like yeah, hair. little stuff, little man. shit, hair. And that's why I said, like, <laughs> I just feel it's all in the detail, and I, I mean, I'm so happy I grew up an artist, you know, a visual artist, particularly. Man, I wouldn't I just want it any that. other way. I wouldn't want it any other way, man. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's crazy. It's like one of those things. Like, you ever have those things in your life where you're, you just take a step back and you go, "Holy crap! Like, how different would my life be if I didn't have that?" I don't even want to know that guy. I don't want to meet him. I do. God, that sounds sad as fuck. Sad as hell. <laughs> like art is amazing, dude. And and I think that's one of the things that like as I'm older now and I'm really kind of navigating what I want to do and what I want to bring to people is that stories are amazing. Stories bring people together, man. Like they really do. And escapism is good. Like you know, that's why shit like Star Wars comes back and it just blows the box office you know, away because you got it's a multi-generational thing at that you point, that right? Nostalgia. You got grand grandfathers who show their sons and those fathers showing their sons. And, you know, life can just beat you down. You know, you can get so stressed out just day-to-day living. You're stuck in your nine-to-five, you know, or your relationships with, you know, your whether it be friends or romantic and that shit. And sometimes you just need a good damn movie or a good show just to take you away. That's why Netflix is so huge, man. People mm-hmm. love to binge, man. It's crazy how people like have the nerve to like talk shit about people who like stay in and do stuff like that. But then it's like you realize you just binge thirteen hours of a show in a day. Thirteen hours you just dedicated mm-hmm. to some TV show. Yeah, you didn't think twice about it, and that's why I mean Netflix is so huge. Like, you and know, people that, can be lazy pieces of shit and waste their life binging. Yeah, but it's like. It's like well, like addictive. It's like it it's, it's the most incredible well, it's funny, shit. Like, it's like, just it's it's one of those things where ultimately the reason I bring it up is just like people just do. Your time is your time. Like you have to quantify how valuable you think it is, and you know, like I said, if you want to binge a fucking show, binge it. You and know? the thing is, like Netflix, Amazon, like the era we're in now, these companies have like this insane budget. Oh, yeah. So the shit they're producing is like High it's quality. the best shit some of the best society has ever seen. Like the best Better shows, the, best writing, best cin- cinematography. I mean, that's, that's why I feel like Netflix is so important because you get to a place where you're talking about, um, you know, almost like 
I would say like this uncharted platform mm-hmm. where they can be more risky. They can take bigger chances. They can start focusing in on stories on characters who aren't always necessarily the focal point. You know, the character that's usually the friend gets an actual show. You know, you can start highlighting different demographics of people. Mm-hmm. And when you have these mainstream TV shows who have certain ratings and all this other shit, they're kind of dictating every move. You know, I that's why I feel like the, the television medium's dying, like, as we know it. The cable yeah. shit, that's out. Oh, Man, God. why do you think everybody's got their own streaming through? Even Disney's about to do yep. one. Disney Plus. Yep. That shit's gonna go, oh, it's gonna go crazy when that shit launches. You literally, I mean... It, it's like damn Disney, but when you when you write when you the pitch is, we have a multimedia hub where you can get access to the plethora of hit movies and shows that we've released over the past twenty plus years, and one destination. You don't think motherfuckers aren't gonna leap at that? Oh, it's over with. One thing I think we need to have, or what I think it needs to eventually become, is like. You know, you got Netflix and shit, and they got, like, plenty of shows on there. But then mm-hmm. every now and then you hear, oh, Netflix is getting rid of this. Oh, they're getting yeah. rid of that. It's like, I think at some point, if this is the direction we're moving in, all this streaming shit, there needs to be, like, like an online, you know, like, a Netflix type of thing that has, like, everything. And I mean everything. Like, anything that's been produced by any kind of, like, you can get big enough it. studio. Like, shit that's, like you know historical like silent movies i should be able to look up every silent movie ever made if i wanted to you mm-hmm. know like it needs to be like a fucking a dictionary or whatever like you know all yeah. the shit ever made and that's i mean and that comes down to like you know the studios owning the rights so it's rights, like yeah we're gonna take know, it off and this who's and that. Gonna, it's like, who's gonna get paid for what i guess eventually when it becomes money. like when she gets old enough it's like what's it called it's like basically released to the public for free oh know? i know what you're talking you about know? i don't know the term yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So in the comments, tell comments us we're too dumb to remember what's that term? Fucking yeah, where's public domain for? Or public yeah, because domain, like I said, is. like in, the information becomes like, is released to the people. Right, right, right. I think that's part of why the internet's and in, so insane, dude. It's it's a tool and it's a weapon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about what you could find just googling. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. Even YouTube used to be the wild west until it started getting commercialized God. and Google got it. You yeah. know what I mean? Think uh, about how different YouTube is. You man. guys remember back in the day, no ads, no ads. Oof. It's changed so much. What I will say is I think it's beautiful that there are so many people who are able to make it a full-time job. Mm-hmm. It's their main source of revenue and they can do something that they love and essentially be their own boss. You know, obviously they have to work within the guidelines of YouTube, but aside from that shit, they're pretty much free to do as they please and curate a space for their, you know, direct contact to their people. I think that's so dope. But yeah, I mean, YouTube's changed a lot. And yeah. they've been snatching up at me, especially with the rights thing, like the music. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, people oh, yeah. getting copyright claims left and right. And it's that struggle, man, where it's like, what? how do you, how do you like, put possession on information, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a weird, it's a weird struggle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's going to be something we're going to be battling with for years to come. Oh, yeah. Because this internet shit ain't going away. No. Oh, no. It's been a fucking... Okay, so the universe started with the Big Bang. The launch of the internet is like a fucking Big Bang. Oh, yeah. Dude, no, like, seriously. You know, I was just telling to my friend, that's a great analogy, because the internet is literally less than 50 years old, dude. Less than 50 years Way old. Way less. Way less. I'm, I'm like, I, I I'm like as close. old as it, almost. 
It's like you gotta late think, 80s, like, we're in early that, 90s. We're in that weird generation where we're writing, like, we're kind of sandwiched between two two eras. Like, our our particular generation, because oh, yeah. we got our parents and grandparents who didn't have it, and now they have it. We, we've always known it. Mm-hmm. And then we've got these kids who, like, they don't, you know what I mean? Like They have no idea. They're just born in it. They don't have no idea. Like, they don't even know... You know what I mean? Like it's it's gotten to such a place of efficiency that there. I mean, you got kids that know how to function these tablets better than we do, mm-hmm. and it's just like mind blowing, man. No, it's so intuitive, like for them. A three yeah. year old is like showing a grandpa. You know, what it's, to do there's something shit. kind of symbiotic. Like they just know right out the womb. You know, they're getting accustomed to this kind of world, and I, yeah, dude. I feel like. We're gonna like. There's just we're we're. It's gonna be a lot of missteps. It, it's new. Te- you know, it's a new thing for us. You know, mm-hmm. even cell phones, man. Like, look how crazy it is. Like, sometimes I really, I know it's probably like, dude, like, are you, tr- like, like, what are you even talking about? But when you really take a step and just step back from your phone, and you're just like, dude, this is a smartphone. You know what I mean? And I like, think Elon Musk was saying we're basically cyborgs. If you say, you know, we have it's an a extension phone. It's of just, ourselves, and eventually it's just gonna be like. In us or something? Yeah, like, man. Well, and it's AR like I work. I, like my day to day job right now is I'm a Geek Squad agent. Oh. So I'm a I'm a consulting agent. I work the desk, and my main position is that I'm supposed to greet the customer, or the client, as we like to put it, and kind of get an assessment of their situation and help them with their tech needs. Right, man. The amount of busted phones that I've seen come in my store, and like people lose it, man. Like. The concept of not having access to their cell phones, mm. people go insane. Yeah. But like I said, we've become so dependent on the damn thing, you know? Of course. It is like disconnecting really is hard, man. Yeah. It's hard for people to disconnect. But like I said, why they always say, like, we're the era of most connectivity, yet people feel most lonely. Mm-hmm. I think there's a reason for that because, I mean, it's like this fake connection it is. in a lot of ways. It's a lot. It's I mean, curated. we're connecting now. It's great. Connecting but, now. But, you know, it's like, how often a, lot a lot of people, people are like this. anxious and depressed and are just like sharing memes all day and yeah. don't have I literally they told don't really somebody connect. I said I was like look I'm not a big texter and talking over text is not a substitute for real interaction. If and we even if we were doing this through Skype right now that's not a good substitute not. either. There's something about like people are awkward as shit, man. That's what you come to realize. <laughs> and people don't like to be like made that for that to be known yeah you gotta you gotta revel in your awkwardness you gotta that's, embrace that's what, it you gotta embrace that shit that's what makes you 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 know like everybody wants you know that's what that's what tech that's what phones have done to us is that now we can modify and we can curate every moment yeah you know what i mean you have full control over what goes up of you how it looks what angle you're at and it's like fuck it's all like that. a social status thing social Ooh, look status, at me look bro. at how many likes i got Man, look how many followers real. i got it's like and that's why i tell like quit glamorizing the people you see online you have no idea what's going on with them mm-hmm. that shit ain't real and it's especially not. when you get into like, dude, like any comment section anywhere oh, on the yeah. internet, it's just a fucking dumpster fire. It's literally, like, it's, I mean, it's, like, because dude, you wouldn't talk to people that way if you're like right in front of no, them. You no, know? you wouldn't. It's like, people get bold. And a lot of people are shit posting. I get it. It's like, you might be in a cubicle hating your job and it's like, oh, it's fun to shit post. And like that it might be some enjoyment for you because you just, your life sucks or something. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of shitheads online that are really just like assholes, and it's like absolutely. You're, we're lacking connection to each other. We we're like interconnected. We feel like we're connected. You could talk to anyone across the globe like instantaneously, right 
But like when it comes right down to it, it's like you're fucking, it's almost you're too much probably access. really fucking alone. It's almost too much access, right? Yeah. We've no. never before in history been able to communicate this closely, this so fast. Easily. Like, and 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 it's also like someone made a great point. They said the thing about the way, especially like bullying or whatever you want to categorize it, or just being an aggressor online, is that back in the day, let's say like let's go to mail time, like when mailing was like legit the thing you had to do, you had to write that shit out, you know, probably revise it. <laughs> And there's a process that goes under, like, where you're thinking, man, what am I doing? You know, like, at, hopefully, you know, you're yeah, like, yeah. what the hell am I even talking about? Shh, shh, rip it up and toss it. You can say things so quickly now. You don't even have to think. People aren't thinking. They're just saying. They don't even proofread anymore. No, not at all. Typos out the wazoo. Shit's ridiculous. You're like, damn. And, you know, and then you just say it, and it's out there. And, like, man, that shit, like, phew. Everything online, they say the internet's forever. It's it takes two seconds, not even like point point five seconds to screenshot with the shit you post online. And some people out there that are like being bigots and shit. It's like if you get caught online, you're losing your job. <laughs> shit. Oh, absolutely. Like that shit's happening now. And especially like we're in a, we're in an age of cancel culture. You oh, know, yeah. like you get caught slipping. Mm-hmm. You say something online, people don't fuck with, man. They can get you out of here real fast. Mm -hmm. That's a certain type of power people didn't have before, and I think it's for better and for worse. Mm -hmm. I've been very vocal about that. I don't, I don't know how I feel about some of this cancel culture. There's certain things I agree, but I also believe that at some point it's about educating people. I'm yeah. like, hey, that's not cool, right. and we don't fuck with that, and you shouldn't do that shit again. But let's grow from that. Like, right, right, right. Take something from that and be be a member. Be some bring something positive to the table, you know? Most definitely, yeah, because reprimanding everybody is not Yeah, and it's like and it depends on the, the crime. Exactly. Say, like because it's case by case. And then again it's like if someone's like a racist or something and they're online spewing all this hate, it's like I could understand them getting shut down. Yeah. I understand why. And then again at the end of the day, it's like what if, is it obviously we want to eliminate racists and yeah. we don't want to necessarily have them have a platform but then again is it like is it the correct way to go about it like have you heard it's about that like guy the, that it's kind of like the burning people at the torch and like in the thing and i mean maybe i'm just overly optimistic i don't know maybe some people aren't going to agree with this but even that guy it's like first of all that shit isn't taught or no it's not no what the fuck am i saying that is taught i don't yeah. believe anybody just wakes up as a child and feels that you're getting somebody oh, yeah. putting that shit into you. If Whether you're a racist, your uncle, it's the same reason as like, oh, this dude's a Christian. Right. Oh, they're raised that way. You were usually. raised a certain way. You were around a certain group of people who started making you feel like those kind of thoughts were acceptable and appropriate. And then maybe something you else know? happened. Like you, you, you did interact form, with a black yeah, person. You started maybe forming, they happened to be an asshole. You started forming opinions and making certain wild generalizations. And then... You got to a place where a lot, and that's what you come to find out, like we say with the internet, makes, makes people feel like they're more connected than they are. When it's like, bro, how many black people do you even see on a day-to-day -day basis to even have them kind of opinions? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But no, you're you're in your own little box, man. You probably don't, you go to work and you go home. That's it. You don't interact with the outside world. And the, Yeah. You know? And it's like, even that guy I want, like, hey, we're going we gonna to have to, we're going to have to kick your ass real quick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, of course. We're going to have to, like, we gonna have to nip this shit in the bud because this ain't cool. But mm -hmm. even that guy, I'm like, I hope you learn from it. 
You know what I mean? I hope you figure that shit out because we don't have time for that. There's no place for that. But I still want that guy to, to do something positive. Right. He may even if he's not in my circle, like this whole like, oh, he's a villain or he's the antagonist and like No, because you know what? He might run into some other little black boy and I hope that he understands that what he did wasn't cool and that maybe he can kindle you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. relationships are gonna happen until you're in the grave. So I don't want anybody out here just being dead weight. That's what I say. Yeah. And like you said, someone's just like, they're at work, they go home, and it's just like the the culture they're living in, their yeah, neighbors. It's, it's like they easy just, to, like you said, not even having any interaction with like black people. But then again, maybe they had one interaction, or like a negative interaction with a black person, right. and then that just solidifies their crazy mindset. Like, you know? But then again, what happens. are we to do? Like, what's the right way? Of course, we want to be like, hey, that's not acceptable at all you know and you should you're gonna get your ass beat if you go talking well, yeah, it's, it's shit around like, the wrong it's people it's kind of that thing of like it's like it, it's a bit of a piranha mentality where it's like okay cool we got them fired from their job mm-hmm. they now they're the laughing stock online now what? right what yeah it's ne- like oh do you what's think they're not next? what are they they're still a racist right yeah. it's like well did you they're still gonna be it's what's next a, a bigot you know it's like yeah how about did you hear about that one guy that black guy who like befriended a bunch of like kkk members and a bunch of them like ended up like you know getting rid of their robes or like fuck this shit because wow. just because he's like hey we're not all it's not we're not bad people you yeah. know that kind of thing and that's like seems like super you know, genuine that's you piss know a lot of people off and i get it i get i always try to see i always try to say like where's the middle ground here mm-hmm. i want to hear both sides but man look a lot of that reaching over the table shit like it can really change things yeah you know like I think we're just in a very fed up culture right now because like I said, we see everything's in real time. Everyone's recording, everybody's, and it's kind of like this notion of like, yes, I agree this whole like, well, common sense should tell you, you should just want, not want to be that way. Mm-hmm. But everybody didn't grow up the way you did. Right. It just, you just, they just didn't. And so I'm, that's like one of the hardest things for people to realize. Realize like everybody didn't come up the way you did. It's like, it's the same reason why you might say something like, oh, like, why are you, why are you in that culture? Like, you know, why are you in gang culture? Why are you doing drugs? And it's like, sure, on the obvious outside, it's like, damn, you shouldn't be doing that and let's reprimand these young kids. But it's like, I don't know his backstory. I don't know how he, what he, like, what type of things he's been traumatized by or who he lost or, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. what type of people may have pressured him into that. What I can do is be pull a homie aside and be like, hey, bro, this ain't it. You know, this ain't a good look. Mm-hmm. You know, could save a dude's life. You know, that's what we're talking about. Like with the art thing, man, it's like these programs that these have at these schools. That's a big part of it. You know, introducing people to stuff they're not familiar with and showing them that there's alternative ways, you know, to express themselves and to be a part of a community. And you get that in theater programs and, you know, extracurriculars. And that's the type of shit that they don't want to do. They just want to write these kids off as bad. It's right, like, man. It's so much deeper than that. So much. That's just like that's that's you're taking it for level. like surface value or whatever. Yeah, like. exactly. That's like scratching the surface. That's like the iceberg thing where it's like, okay, that's what you can see, but you don't know all this stuff. You don't know it. he goes home and you don't even see his mom because his mom and him work operate on different hours. By the time that kid gets home, he doesn't even see his mom. He's a latchkey kid. You know, a latchkey mm-hmm. kid. I was a latchkey kid. I got out of school, and my mom, man, bless her. I mean, she did what she had to do. You know, brought up in a single parent household, Mm -hmm. you know, she was gone a lot of the time. She had to work. So I kind of started raising myself 
you know, Same. or that's when me and my friends would party. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like you know, you start forming your own opinions, and that's why I said mm-hmm. like art was a big thing for me because that was something I could do by myself. I could draw, I could write ideas, I could watch movies and like cartoons and shit. So I mean, that's just what it was, you know. And I mean, yeah. I went that route, but there's so easy to go that other route. Yeah, you know, you get curious, and you're like, oh, you start looking up to people outside and. They're doing really troublesome things, and then you're where you're at. Dude, that fucking, like, structured nuclear family setup seems, like, so foreign to me. Like, ah, you get home from school. Let's go. Yeah. Mom's Come on, there. Timmy. Time for dinner, right? <laughs> okay, exactly. You know that shit? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild, man. Most families yeah, you don't know, have waiting for all oh, dad time. comes home. Oh, it's dinner time. Uh, it's just, like, that same structured, like... That seems like so foreign to me. I don't have any of this shit. shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Don't ask me. I, it I seems don't know. like another world. Man, mom texts me, "Hey, what you want to what you want to order tonight?" Like it's just what it was. And I know a lot of people who are like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Just like I said, I like, man, that's crazy. I I'm right there with you. I don't know what that lifestyle is like. I don't know what it's like to sit at the dinner table every night and have talk time or whatever, yeah. you know, to everyone talks about their day like no. And of course, sometimes it's like my mom would cook, which yeah, is us yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, you know, mom, dad, yeah, oh brother, no, sister. No. I don't know if you have siblings. I'm like an. Only... I have. Well, see, I. It's weird. I have siblings. You know, like when we we're talking about nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and stuff. I have an older brother and sister that I grew up with. They were actually within my immediate household, and then my father has a son and daughter. So those are my siblings too. But mind you, my eldest brother is in his forties. My father is in his Mm sixties. I'm a late, I'm the last child between my mother and father. I'm the baby. By the time that I grew up and I was, I was reaching, you know, adolescence, you know, or being a teenager, my brother and my sister were already in their mid to late twenties. They were already having families. So in a in a way, I grew up an only child. There's a disconnect. Yeah, there was a disconnect. It's not like yeah, you got we were in like one year chapters. after the other. Type yeah, shit, exactly. You know? There was almost a 12, 13 year gap between me and my brother and my sister. That's way different too. Yeah, than just having so like essentially, close I grew up an only child in a lot of ways because they were very absent. My brother went off to the military. My sister had kids of her own and was kind of trying to you know navigate her life. So I grew up. It was usually just, it was always, it was just me and my my mother and I. There was a small chapter in my life as a very small child where my brother and sister actually lived under the same roof as me. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I was actually like engaging in middle, elementary, they were gone. They all went off their, you know, had That is interesting because it's like, yeah, you have siblings, but you're like an only child. I'm like an only child. I say I'm like, I'm an only child with siblings in a lot of ways. And I think that played into me forming my own opinions. It's probably the reason I was very passive. You know, because I just, I wasn't a very non-confrontational kind of kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I just kind of make peace, you know, not not war kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and like I said, I just, I spent a lot of time by myself. And I think, to my benefit. Yeah. I think that's just, I think that's how I, like, probably brought out some of the best artistic releases. Definitely. You know? Dude, there's like, some people that can't, like, stand to be by themselves. Can't. Like, can't. That's, that's they go crazy, either, right? Yeah. It's not. Like, I'm in that weird place in my life where, like, I like being alone and I don't mind being alone because I've done it so much. But I also really love people and I like good people. You know, like when you really like click with somebody and it's like, damn, this person's cool. I try to make opportunities for people to bond because I think we're not in that place in our lives like as students of high school or middle school where we had all this time that was allotted for us to spend with our friends because we were seeing them throughout a whole school day. 
as adults, we really have to take more initiative to hang out with people. Yeah. You know, and I, I think a lot of people are, st- we're in that, I'm in that weird gr- age group where a lot of my f- peers are still figuring that out, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, look, if you don't make time to see people, you just won't, you won't make time. Dude, this life is flying the fuck by. Like, I'm 22, man. My niece is about to be a sophomore in high school. Blows my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I'm getting older. And I just, I don't know, like, all that shit really, what do they say? The most valuable thing that we all have, time. Time. Yeah. And we sell it for bullshit minimum wage. (laughs) Man, look, that's part of what made me leave. Yeah. I was like, bro, I'm making, what? I was making, like, 11. And that's better than a lot of people. I was making, like, 11. Yeah. And I'm, and that's what I say. You got to be grat, man. Gratitude. It's been the, it's my, it's been the word of the year. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. You just don't know how good you have it. Even that, like just going to work and being in a tech store. These are, this is a privilege. This yeah. shit is a privilege, man. Some people are still trying to get electricity in some parts of the world. Some. Hey, it's some people thing. are trying to get water. You don't like, want. No one wants to hear that. You talking too much truth, man. Be like, fuck all that. They don't got nothing to do with me. It's like, yeah, I don't got nothing to do with you, but man, you got to stop sweating some of the stuff we sweat. And yeah, because, yeah, and no matter, like, you know, America is and can be really fucked up for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, it's like, if you're born in America, it's like, you won the, the lottery. jackpot, bro. Dude, like, bro, are you kidding the me? The jackpot. Like, and like I said, let me make it very clear for listeners that is not to say we're excusing some of the unacceptable behavior from our leaders and the people behind us even in our community because everybody can get checked and there's always room for improvement Mm -hmm. but let's not sit and act like america's the worst fucking place on the planet because it really ain't (laughs) man and it's like and that's another thing about la like everyone has a story man there's a lot of people that are in in la or in bigger metropolis you know who are immigrants you know like legit and like hey i came here for an opportunity for my family you know what I mean? That's one of the things I loved about LA was such a strong Latin community, you know? Mexico's right there. Right there. You think about where it's at geographically. I mean, there's such a strong culture there. I mean, you have so many, you know, people of like from the Latin side, you know, who, you know, have businesses flourishing, you know, selling stuff on the street, just hustling. It's a hustler city. And you just can't you can't do anything but respect it. Because like you said, you just don't know where they came from mm-hmm. and how much they had to give to be here. And I mean, it's almost that thing of like, it's a joke my friend and I have where it's like, man, I'm almost scared to be super successful because I don't want no rich little asshole kids, man. That's a big like, thing. You know what I mean? It's like, like, cause dude, it's like, you know, uh, I listen to a comedian talking about, it's like, he's like, my favorite people all have like fucked you're up talking past. about Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Dude, I fucking love Joe. I literally saw the Joe Rogan live Shit. DVD over there. You got good eyesight. Dude, man, I might exquisite. I'm getting too old. Yes. Dude, I used to have, <laughs> dude, I used to have perfect eyesight. It's some carrots, bro. I hate to admit it, but like, I hate to admit it. Like, I used to have perfect eyesight, but now I'm like an elderly man now, and I'm yeah. like, God damn it, but I ain't getting glasses. Yeah. I can still see decently, you can but still like, decently. Dude, I can see really good like wizard. far away. I can see really good up close. Like there's like a middle ground where I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's you weird. Start, you start it's weird. To make it out. It's <laughs> crazy too because my mom and my dad both have glasses, so I'm kind of surprised that I'm like. Same, same. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm all right for right now. For right Never now, it's know. like right a- <laughs> for right now I'm go golden. But yeah, man, I love Joe Rogan. I watch a lot of his podcasts. Mm-hmm. But he said so many of the coolest people all had traumatic ass past. And he's talking about how like that the hardest thing is like you have kids and it's like 
You don't want you them, don't to, want have them to go that, through that. But you want them to be like a good person. Then that was the Charlemagne that, like, one, wasn't interesting. it? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm actually watching that one right now. I've been bouncing between some episodes. I saw some yeah, since then, but yeah, it, I was but watching real, that one. Like, where it's like, they yeah, always say every parent wants their kids to be better off than they were. I agree. That's, y'all have to strive for But it's for like, that. damn, man. Some of that, it's perspective, man. You, like, you how do you teach your you gotta, you gotta, shit. you really have to, especially if you're like, if you're well off, if you're rich or whatever, even if you're like in a nice suburb, if you got like a two-story house, to me, that's like rich. <laughs> like, dude, if I lived in a two-story house as a kid, I'd be like, wow, there's stairs, there's an upstairs? <laughs> like, I couldn't even imagine. Dude, talk like, about it. And so it's like, even if, if you're just like, well off if you can pay your bills it's like you gotta instill into your kids it's like you gotta understand like Appreciate how this is lucky this we isn't fucking the have reality it. for everybody else for most know? people it is not the reality like you oh know? you get to like we were saying you know oh mom's always home dad comes home from work ah we sit around the no, dinner table it's all happy sucks. like i'm so fed up i couldn't get the new macbook i'm so <sighs> pissed off and it's like dude they're talking about going to some foreign country like yeah, oh well, this like, isn't oh, as good as we're that going, we're going where for vacation <laughs> oh, fuck, you <laughs> oh taking a vacation oh my that God. word alone that sentence i'm going on vacation is a privilege man and that, once that's, it needs man that's one of the hardest things that it, you have got to teach your kids and that's one of the things i think people don't realize no not at all like, you just get a bunch of little entitled assholes and then you get out in the big world and the world doesn't give a fuck about you that's what that's what la you know what if you want to know my true takeaway is the big world doesn't give a fuck about you and that's why i am so appreciative of my free my true friends not not friends just on Instagram or Snap mm-hmm. or fucking acquaintances. I'm talking about my true friends. Like two of my fucking best friends respectively drove three hours respectively to come to my show that was two weeks ago. Man, what do I have to complain about? That's amazing. What do I have to <laughs> complain about? Everybody doesn't have that. You're rich. You know? I'm rich. I'm that's wealth, bro. That's yeah. a different kind of wealth. Seriously. Man. And it's like you got to understand the people that really are looking out for you. You got to appreciate that because there's a lot of shady people in this world who will won't think twice. It, it's it's the it's either you or me kind of mentality for a lot of people. And man, I'm so fucking grateful. Dude, I'm grateful. really like grateful because I, I don't know how. But I saw you post something, too, that made me think about that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about uh, maybe where you were like, man, I was an only child, but I'm uh, so great. I have brothers. Yeah, I posted that because it was like I put that was like a throwback post i like posted that it was like national siblings day yeah. or whatever i was like shit you know i was like you know but that's, i'm wealthy that's i'm still wealthy man. like you know like you you know you have a core like i know you and jacob are tight bro mm-hmm. like that's your home I mean, you guys have a you, you do a group you guys have a music group like you don't just do that with anybody that's somebody yeah. you're you really fuck with and like it's amazing man some people just don't know what having good friends is man. Uh, and that's like it's so sad. sad yeah you know where they're like damn i don't know who i could go to for some like if i was not even it doesn't necessarily have to be problems but that's usually when your friendships are tested is when you're going through some shit mm-hmm. but even just to make small talk or tell that good news to like right i know who i can hit up yeah you know yeah and i don't know how i like learned this or grasped this idea but i figured it out like really kind of i was kind of young i guess because i realized I don't know if it was like just hearing stories from like older people yeah. whether it's your parents or just any other older person they're like ah you know Oh, my best friend in school and shit. Oh, we were so tight. And it's like, I haven't seen him in 40 years. I realized, like, something I realized really early on. I was like, you know, like, I have that close group of really best friends. And it's like, I'm not letting this go. No. I'm not like, oh, we moved away. And like, why do we fall out? 
fallout. Well, like I will not make no I will mistake, not like, allow that some to happen. Of my like people I would consider their family as far as I'm concerned. Oh, like, if course. they like if they hit me tomorrow and said I need somewhere to crash, say less. Mm-hmm. Come on. Drive on over here. Do I need to pick you up? You know what I mean? Like there's just certain without hesitation. I don't necessarily get to speak to them every day. Hell, sometimes I I'll go months without speaking to some of these sure. guys. But there's an understanding that you're my boy and I'm your boy, and that's all there is to it. Because like you said, as we get older, that's mind-blowing, bro. I have friends with kids now. Yeah. Like, one of my good childhood friends has a whole-ass child. And I'm like, damn, dude, you're a daddy. And that's, like, a weird kind of thing. So I understand his responsibilities are shifting. That's the person who I would hope, you know, and as a friend, I'm going to hold you to that, is that, everything moving forward is about that little guy there yeah yeah yeah. you know because he didn't ask to be here you know he's here now so you got to be the best dad you can be and as a friend i'd be a bad friend if i didn't hold you to a certain standard you know you can't be no friend of mine be no deadbeat daddy that's for sure oh yeah fuck out of here with that shit no you can't be hey bro let's go kicking it's like when you seen your son man (laughs) when's the last time you went and saw your kid no i'm not going for that so it's just crazy and it's like hey man like i mean mind you he lives a a little bit away from here but it's that thing of like i wish you the best if you ever you know need to talk you know my line and it's just you know like we're gonna start having friends getting married yeah you know or or both and it's just like man we're really lives are lives are being made you know it's crazy man a lot of my friends have kids but out of my very very close circle none of us have kids i'm like wow that's a blessing <laughs> i yeah. mean at this point well, it's like we- <laughs> my main core circle of friends none of us have kids yet and we always joke like who's gonna be the first one to have a kid mm. and it's it's nuts man like it does but definitely changes things right like those friends that do have kids like mm-hmm. you can tell and then yeah and out of my very very close circle it's like there was a time where like a few of them lived in other parts of the country mm-hmm. and now they're all back here except mm-hmm. for one but it's like i still maintain contact i fucking make sure of it like i'm not <laughs> i'm like grandma that gets everyone together yeah. for the holidays like that's how i feel it's that's like a beautiful i'm not thing, man. i'm not losing it's, this contact you serve as glue yeah you keep the group together and and i mean that's tricky man like it is weird because sometimes you're like man am i being overbearing or like blah 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 but people appreciate I'll that, fuck man. them take my love yeah take my love <laughs> man and that's how i'm at where you know even when it comes to like romance and like rom, ro- like i'm at a place where and it's ego a lot of it's just ego you know and you're like pride where like i used to be really hesitant to tell someone i fucked with them like mm-hmm. romantically mm-hmm. and then i'm just like what do i have to lose worst case scenario you say you're not into it or you don't want to or you like you bail out and you you know do you mean like saying you really like him or are you yeah. saying like saying love like everyone's oh, weird no, no, about no, no, the I'm word love yeah like that's where yeah, i feel like people throw that a little people throw that way too way too carelessly soon. that's a deep word bro and you know what i said i told my friend this the other day and i really mean this shit i want respect over love yeah i want your respect before i have your love because you can love me and do some wild shit you know like this just totally disrespects me but if you have respect for me and you truly respect me i believe you'll think twice about the things you do i really do man Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people confuse that shit where it's like you know you can love a lot of people but if you respect me you know there's a certain kind of i just i really believe that and that's why i say i don't want people's love i want people's respect because you can you can you can respect me and not love me you know what i mean Mm -hmm. 
Like, but I don't know if you can love me and, res- and not respect me. You know, think right. about all the stuff, crazy shit people do in the name of love. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I did it because I loved you. It's like, bro, you just like knocked her through the damn wall. Like, what it's like that saying. It's like, I don't think that means what you think it yeah, means. Yeah, it doesn't. And like I said, it's a it's a it's a loaded word, man. Yeah. You know, love means a lot of different things to different people. And like I've love in its purest form. I don't know if I've seen it very often to through other people, you know, like there's love is poof, It's a lot. But yeah, like I, I feel like to, I guess to answer your question, it wasn't about the word love. It's more about just showcasing interest and creating opportunities for us to connect. Because it's like, hey, if I like you and, and I want to see where this goes, why? Why wouldn't I do that? You know? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's just, definitely. I mean, uh, there's like the saying that like a gift that's rejected. The only person that lost out on the gift was a person that declined it or something like that. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing as, like a lot, but that, you know, you get the concept like where I just like, you know, hey, if you don't want to be a part of what I got going on, that's that's on you. Right. And just leave it at that. You know, I used to dwell so bad. I was bad, man. I used to take that shit personal. I think, you know, you really do. Like, rejections, no one likes being rejected. Mm-hmm. No one's like being, like, treated badly or ghosted, but it's like, fuck it. Life is too short. Like, we talked about time, mm-hmm. you know? Whether the way you treat your friends or, your, you know, your partner or whatever. Man, let's let's get to it. Let's reach out. Let's let's get together, mm-hmm. you know? Everybody, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's not, maybe it sounds really morbid, but, like, Every day I wake up, I think, dude, today I could die. Like, I really have that mindset. Like, I've had a... It's a good I've mindset few, to have, honestly. I've had a few near-death experiences, and it's just like... To to be so arrogant, to think you just have all the time in the world, it's just ridiculous. It's part of the reason why I left again. I'm like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I want this experience. I want to check it off. You got to see some shit. I got to see some shit. What kind of near-death experiences did you have? Man, okay, so the first near-death experience, I got hit in the face with a, mach- a flying machete. What? I know. Let me what? elaborate. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I got hit in the face with a flying machete. And by well, you look great. <laughs> thank you, man. I recovered really well. It didn't leave like a gash or anything. I got hit in the face with the handle. Lucky. It was like some Lucky. Friday the 13th Jason shit. The machete was flying. I, man, I know people are going to be like, he's bullshitting. I cannot make How this and up. where? Who threw it? Uh, <laughs> long story short. Dude, the dude that did it is dead, too. That's the craziest thing. That's, That's what they get for really crossing crazy. you. Oh, man, it's sad, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. true. He's, he did pass away, but I was like eight, and I was in North Carolina. You were eight? I was like eight. I had to have been like seven or eight. Yeah. I wasn't that old. And I was in North Carolina, and we were outside, and the dude was called himself cutting weeds down with the machete. Cause we were trying to clean out the like fence because like all this kind of vegetation had taken over and he's like hey i'm gonna cut all this stuff down and it was me um and my sister's baby daddy's son um and it was the two of us and he's like all right i'm gonna cut this and then i'm gonna have you guys collect the weeds and stuff and move it over to this barrel right sounds simple enough well he's hacking 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 right and we're like t- off to the side talking, waiting for him to get the first load done. And I swear to God, I turn my head, and next thing I go, like as if he had like flung, like it went out of his hand, and he like thrust it back behind him, and it went, and then ding, Jeez. and like smacked me right under the eye, the handle, and I'm like, ah, oh. and he's like, oh, are you okay? And I had, like this welt right under my eye, 
and I was like, holy, like, you know, I was a kid, so I didn't cuss, but I'm thinking, like, I just got hit in the face with a machete, and they literally said that if I, if that blade had been the fixed angle, I would have been dead. It would have went right through my head. I'd have been like some fucking tragedy kid in the newspaper. Young boy gets impaled by a machete. Jesus. Christ. Could you imagine, man? Eight years old, just out, freak accident. Dude would have probably went to jail. I don't know <laughs> how he would have got off with that one. They'd have been like, nah, this Something don't sound right. Something would have had to happen. Right. <laughs> like, this don't sound right, bro. You just killed this kid. Yeah. And I was the kid, and sure enough. And then, like, I had, like, this health scare shit where I had to get, like, a colonoscopy, like, two years ago. Really? Yeah, they thought I had, like, cancer and shit. And, you know, or, like... I was like fucking bloody stools and all this stuff. I was trying to go hard in the gym because I was finding like, man, I need to like bulk up. And I gave myself hemorrhoids, man. Oh, no way. Yeah. But they didn't know. So like I was super like, I was getting really sluggish and like I just like had no energy and like huh. I was fucking shitting blood. And man, they're really that bad? Like, it was like bad, bro. Like, yeah. like, it was bad hemorrhoids. They were Is that like big. I'm doing like squats or something? Or I you're think just, like, so, pushing man. Too hard and shit? And I haven't really been back to the gym since. That shit you had an easy way up. into it. Yeah, man. I was going way too hard, like, you know, because I wanted them results. And I was on a damn army base or a military base mm -hmm. when I started going to the gym because I was like with my sister in law. I was away. I was doing traveling. And, and you got to look impressive yeah, around I'm these like, army guys. Yeah, I'm looking around like all these fucking bulky ass dudes that are military guys and i'm like i gotta get in there so i went hard and then i was like this crazy like series of months where i was in and out of the hospital getting chest done and then i got the colonoscopy and then they confirmed it was just hemorrhoids and i was fine Oof. but it was like a lot of reflecting man just like laying in bed waiting for tests to get done and blood work ivs and you know needles in and out of my arms and that shit really gave me a lot of perspective where i'm just like dude life is precious and when you don't have your health or you feel like your health isn't where it should be. Oh, dude, that's one of the things people take for granted the most. Just being like absolutely. not sick, not sick, able to move, able to like get up and do what you want it's without like, consulting or thinking about someone who's like a paraplegic, you know, who doesn't have the 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 gift of just getting up and making a sandwich, need somebody to assist them with all these different aspects of their life. And it's just like, man. And some of those people are the most upbeat, grateful people on the planet. And it's just like, what the hell do the rest of us as a population, what are we not getting here? Mm -hmm. What are we getting wrong? And it's just like, nah, bro, I got to be way more grateful for everything, you know? Yeah. Like I said, we're, you know, complaining is, you know, we're human. I mean, yeah, it's we're hard. Human. It's hard. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, I've never complained about anything that was trivial, but shit, I mean, your life is your life, but some perspective goes a long way that's true did you say there was a third time near death um no i think that was probably the main two yeah, that, it was it was those two, the it was two, two hemorrhoids really, like i look back on and i'm like yeah yeah that. you know there's always like those crazy you know what i mean you're just being young and you like why did we do that or like why did we climb that thing or, you know like stuff like that or like yeah you think back of like crazy shit you did yeah, as a like, teenager, dude, like, like wow we really made it that, i would have died like yeah like being on top of buildings and you know just doing dumb shit you know which mind you for me is very minimal because i'm not a very adventurous type like i'm 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 probably overly uh cautious to a point where i'm like lame for some people probably like, oh man like I know, like, my homie Anton, he's the one I went to L.A. with. I was probably, like, a buzzkill. He's like, dude, come on. Let's... I'm like, no, I'm good. I think we should just, like, not do that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm just cautious, man. Like, I just, like, you just fucking don't know. Like, Why do you think that is? 
Why do you think you like that? Because I don't want to die. Yeah. Well, it's like just because like those near death <laughs> experiences have like die. scared you. It gave Not you the perspective. That. I just feel like a lot of the shit that you see happens to people is lack of being observant. Yeah. You know, you get too careless and you're not paying attention to your surroundings and then that's how bad shit happens. And it's sad you have to be that way. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how they like tell kids like the precautions or like steps to not get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. No kid should have to worry about being kidnapped when they go outside, but it's the world around us, you know? And it's like there are real dangerous people out there. So it's better to be equipped with the right tools and know how to respond to a certain situation than not know right you definitely know, what to do what do you do if you get in that situation someone invites you in their car oh man there's so much shit you got to teach your kids that like you i know? just feel like there's so much you're gonna forget to teach them yeah it's like, oh, like, man, being a parent is like i don't envy that shit you know no. i don't i think it's an easier it's easy to look on the outside and think like you know give a parent notes about what they're doing right and wrong and then being an actual parent you know hell a single parent at that for you know, mm-hmm. man, it's not easy, especially Definitely if you have multiple not. kids. Oh Jeez, you got to keep track of all of them. Goodness gracious! <laughs> you know what Good I mean? luck. Like you have four, four, like three, four kids. And you're like, where's Jimmy again? Oh, he's at so and so's house. Where's so? Oh, they're in the room, and the other one's at football practice. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, these are whole ass humans you're responsible for, and you think you know, you understand why some parents are so overly protective. You know. I think it's a balance. It's like you got to equip your kid with the right tools and hope that they'll at some point it's like they're they got to make their own decisions, you mm-hmm. know? You just hope you've prepped them enough to 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 succeed. And that like goes back to like what we were saying about kids that are, you know, just like in a well-off family. Yeah. It's like how do you teach them like struggle and that yeah. kind of shit? Like and even they're like in a they live in a bubble if they have like a nice life. It's like how do you let them know that like there's like fucked up shit out there. I mean, you sweet. can tell them like how fucked up the world is, but like experience, like dealing with like shady motherfuckers or being in situations that like in their little nice bubble life, they wouldn't experience around you or right. whatever in the suburbs you, or it's something. Like it's like they get additional protection. So if they go out into the world, it's just, they just seem so vulnerable. Like someone's going to take advantage of them, fuck them over. Yeah. Hopefully well, not kill it's them. It's funny because when, my, when I was in LA, I swear I spoke to my mother more times in that time span than I think we speak regularly. Like every day she called me, mm-hmm. but I can only imagine the mother, like the instinctive part of her as a mom was probably like really having a hard time keeping it together because especially if it's your, your first time leaving my, I'm the baby and I'm thousands and thousands of miles away by myself. I mean, in one of the craziest places, places on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, as a mom, it's like confidently, you know, she had to let me go. I mean, I'm a young adult. I made the, I made the call, but I know there was probably no part of her that was truly at ease until I was home, you know, like until I was home here in, in town. Yeah. I could only imagine like, especially like even when your kid's young, like first time, like, you know, you're with them the whole time, raising them as a baby. And then it's like, they eventually go and like leave and not just school, but like go to like, I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk several blocks to go hang out. Who's you're going to what? Yeah. Walk unsupervised. It's like like the slowly you're letting them venture off man and, and be their own person. And I think a lot of parents struggle with that. You know, it's like realizing your kids aren't you, 
you know, they're going to be their own people. And that helicopter parenting is like a huge problem. It's like, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, it's like the saying is like, if a kid's going to do it, they're going to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And it's going to come at a point when you least expect it, when you're not around and you don't have full control over them. And then they're, it's going to happen. You know, whether that be drugs, whether that be sex, you know what I mean? Like, why don't we shift that culture around that, start having the more transparent conversations with our kids, equip them with the stuff they need to know. Cause it's like my mean, like I said, I know it's not an easy conversation, but look, if I'm a dad, I'm like, look, I want you to at least know what the fuck to anticipate or what to keep an eye out for. Cause inevitably you are probably going to get introduced to some drugs. So here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or here's what you should expect. And look yeah. out for these, red, you know, these are red flags or whatever. Yeah. So when they're not, when I'm not around, I can be confident that I at least I equipped them with the right information. And then from there, it's about your kid's character and what type of decisions they make. Yeah. And some parents have a problem where they're living in a bubble. Like, oh, they would never do yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, Denial. No. Yeah. It's oh, like, the one, like, like they said, the daughter that gets pregnant. Oh, she doesn't have sex. And it's like, apparently she does. You know what I mean? Like with somebody, like yeah, because you didn't fucking teach her about it. You yeah, know? like you know, and and it's like, man, you know, some of these kids they don't know about, they don't get educated about sex until they go to school. Mm-hmm. That's the first time they're even having the conversation about sex, and they're like, damn, like my mom and dad didn't talk to me about this. You know, I don't know nothing about that. It's just like, it's quit teach, quit babying these kids. You know what I mean? They're like I said, you're talking about young. Yes, they're teenagers. They're technically still children, but then you keep playing around. You're gonna have children having children. Exactly, you know? and that's like you're weakening the species. Yeah, <laughs> that at that happens. point, you just—it's something that could have been totally prevented, you know. So I mean, yeah, that's big, man. It's just like the dialogues you spark with the youth, you know, in the household. Yeah. That shit goes a long way. I try and remember, like, if I had like a parental sex talk i can't remember if i did or not probably like, not man. maybe something light probably something very generic very ambiguous and of course when i got older they elaborate. would just say always wear a condom or that sort yeah, of yeah, shit yeah. i mean i remember we had like some sex ed in elementary school like fairly young yeah they gave you some like they gave us a little like, rundown they gave you like some simple shit in like fourth grade yeah and then in sixth grade fifth. they had like the boys and girls together and some lady came and talked to the class about this and that i remember that and then you know obviously more in like middle school or whatever but i was trying to remember like i don't know if i ever had a real like not in, not a very informative sex no, it, talk nobody wants to have it it's but i did I, I tell you what i did have they gave, gave me that drug talk that's what mm-hmm. they gave me they're like oh look at this kid no <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stay away from that fucking weed or something or whatever oh yeah you know know, there's some shit like that but my parents weren't crazy like super crazy or anything but um i was definitely lied to in in certain ways (laughs) now it's like "Ah, it's legal we all smoke (laughs) i don't even smoke man yeah like nicotine Mm -hmm. don't even smoke oh no no no. fuck that no no no. i won't touch and it's crazy because like i think it also is in part of the way i grew up like i grew up in a household of people who smoked so I, the smell just put me off, man. I am really, I'm totally against nicotine and shit. And my parents didn't smoke. They smoked. My parents are really old. Yeah. They smoked younger when they were younger. So wait, life. wait. So what? What are, what are your parents? What? Are, what are their ages? They're senior citizens. <laughs> Fuck, bro. Like same kind of deal, right? Yeah. Yep. My dad's. Look, I swear to God, my dad came to an art exhibit I had at school. 
it was an after school art exhibit I had, and everyone's like, "Oh, is that your grandpa?" And I'm like, "No, mm. that's my father." Yep. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it shape you different? Don't you think that I, shit, I, I like, used to get some of that shit? Doesn't like, that like the even just the conversation you have with your parents and the in the in the relationship you have with them? It's different, man. You're getting a whole different life just you're because of the stories, stories they can tell you about man. their past, which is like. I the think Stone it, I, I don't know, like, I mean, I don't really, I don't know how you grew up, but I just feel like you grew up really fast. Yeah. Like, you were a very sharp dude, like, you know, how can you It not? seems like with you, too, like. You just had to grow up fast, because the conversations were real, you yeah, know? Yeah, and they were different than what someone else, like, you know? some my best friends that are my age had, like, their parents, the age of their parents, it's like, I could have been as old as your parents if my parents, like, fucked exactly. earlier would've or got, something. Exactly, would have got to it earlier. Yeah. I could have been so much older than some of my peers. And I think about that, where it's Maybe like, we're my, like, Does that mean we're, like, old souls? Maybe that has... Dude, I think it is, man. I think that's why I don't with that. You're raised with old people. Because my dad and I didn't play catch. My dad was too old to play catch with me. We, we read books. Hmm. That's what me and my dad did. That was his thing for me. He gave me books and movies. Part of probably what she, like what what really like um, triggered my love for film was my dad, and he gave me all these VHSs as a kid, and he was just like, "Hey, let's just sit." Like my knees are bad, like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it was a different kind of thing. Like I wasn't forced into sports. I was, you know, I I started honing my more, you know, expressive skills. You mm-hmm. know, it's crazy. And my mom, like- you know, like my mom, like I said, like I think they were just a little more lax by the time i came around because they already had the kids you uh-huh. know young and and all that shit man and it's crazy that you say that um i'm very thankful that my parents weren't kids like yeah. when i was born you know it's like god you damn. get a different perspective i think uh, uh yeah like you understand like a bit more about life in the sense of like recent like how it was for them when they grew up you know it gives a lot of compare and contrast they mm-hmm. can tell you a lot about how different things were and that's something that I even find myself going. I, with the way the age my parents are, I feel like I should be asking more about how they grew up. That's something that I like. I'm trying to hold myself more accountable to because I realize like our elders are our stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they have certain stories that no one else could share. You yeah, know? yeah. It's yeah, deep. and thinking about how old our parents are, it brings me back to what I was thinking of earlier when we were talking about like the birth of the internet and everything and how technology is advancing so much faster now and it, it was even advancing fast in the 19th century like right with through the you know or uh, 20th century you know the 1900s and shit you know from like 1900 you got same old shit basically you had you had like the industrial revolution like yeah. the 1800s so there's that but basically you know it's still very like primitive in like 1900 compared yeah. to like 19 the, uh, even like 19 like <laughs> 1950 is like way more advanced than 1900 i would think it's crazy to think that we're gonna get to a point where everything we have is laughable yeah they're be like oh that's cute the thing that you know? freaks that i think of the most is like because our i think our generation is like the craziest generation because we got to experience the we knew basically what it was like before or right around the beginning of the dawn of the internet era mm-hmm. and that kind of shit. And we've seen it grow into what it is now and who knows what the fuck it's going to become. But dude, I think, you know, I, I remember like, you know, not really having, there wasn't really computers or cell phones mm-hmm. when I was really young. And then, you know, as I, you know, got older, like 10 and older then it came around more frequently, you know, like I remember before we had internet, you know, and just saying that, 
to anyone young is like, what are you talking about? Right. It's like, so I feel like, you know, it's one thing to think of how old my parents are and like their experiences. But then another thing that freaks me out is like, by the time we get older, I think, you think I think anything before the year 2000 is going to be looked at as like the old olden times, the fucking the dark age, <laughs> like some shit. It's like, well, I, I just it was brought to my attention that my nephew has never interacted with a VHS. Mm hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, shit. In my house, that's it's, all we had. We didn't even dying. have DVDs. Like, like even, in, even in our era, it was dying technology. Yeah. You know what I mean? By the time we got to be teenagers, VHS was out. Mm -hmm. like, well, I remember for a while, you know, it's like, now available on VHS and yeah, DVD. There it was, was like that they, one they little, there was one little window where they were like, you can get the VHS. Remember when they did like the dual dual machines mm -hmm. where it was like it was a vhs oh, yeah. player and a dvd I still combo. got that shit i need it yeah i got a lot and of my classic yeah shit still. i see you got a vhs collection man mm -hmm. my mom made, my, made me throw mine away she's like oh my gosh get rid of that dated technology she was not having it and i'm like you know honestly i don't know if i'm a hipster or something but you yeah. know how some people are about like oh i love vinyl yeah, the way yeah, it sounds yeah. i'm like that about vhs yeah. i like watching the old previews Cassettes, man and like the old shit on there that you might see like oh look at these and you can't skip well i mean you can fast forward it but like it's 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 pretty cool cool i mean i got so bad man i was such a vhs obsessive i would like you know how like you play it so many times you like the damn uh the film would start coming out yeah yeah oh yeah i did that mm. to a good couple of movies man they would just play the rewind play rewind like i just i mean just wrote, drove it into the ground and i had a really nice vhs collection remember mm -hmm. the nickelodeon ones were orange mm -hmm. they had the orange cassette mm -hmm. uh the vhs's oh man yeah man special time and then like the vhs is like it's fragile in the sense like you know the tape can come undone mm -hmm. and, shit. and like even if i think you don't have it like in the appropriate like if it's not like in nice room temperature mm -hmm. you know it can get fucked up mine had to sit in the garage for a while mm -hmm. i don't know if that played a fact a part in or if they're just because they're old it's like you're watching them and like there's like static yeah. come up or like the glitch in the audio mm -hmm. and shit like yeah it's very so physical like then it was weird because like i remember when i just stopped seeing them like you just go in the store and you're like damn i haven't seen any vhs's like mm -hmm. they just got faded. i read out. that the last you know like big movie like blockbuster type film that they produced vhs's all the way until like 2006 okay was like the last that one i knew about right. i have some vhs's from like oh four mm -hmm. maybe oh five you know and i was like yeah that was like it we're done and but as a kid like in my house i mean yeah i mean i have vivid memories way before dvds were you know very you know were bought or anything like all we had in my house was cassettes and vhs tapes and shit mm -hmm. we had cds and shit but my, my mom had a lot of cassettes and shit but yeah. there was no dvds like, I remember when we started to get DVDs, <laughs> and then... Man, remember when we had to use, like, um, I don't know if you ever had one, but I had the portable CD, CD player. Yep. Where it's, like, the big old tray. Oh, yeah. Pop it open, put your disc in, close it, put it on my put it in my jacket, put the headphones in, I'm cruising. Man, look, kids would lose their minds if you told them that's how we used to get around. And that shit would skip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you would and skip, and you had to blow it off. Or, like... Because obviously you're you're talking about an actual release, so you have to pretty much curate your own playlist. If you're burning CDs, like I was the type where I'm like, oh hell no, I'm making my own CDs. So I would like take a bunch of my favorite joints, label the CD so I remember which which one it was, and then that'd be like my like my my playlist. Right. I even remember for me like in the early days of me driving, like I just had a the cars just had cassette 
mm-hmm. players in, and what we'd have, you know, is the the adapter that hooks into the fucking your Walkman CD player that goes into the cassette player with mm-hmm. the cord, you know, and that shit's like sitting in the center of the floor of my car and shit. It's like I literally had to have like a fucking like portable Walkman thing in my car, yeah, because <laughs> you have these old cars and shit. It's like goddamn. God damn. And now cars don't even have they don't, don't even, even have, have aux cords anymore. Dude, yeah. That aux, that came and gone. That out. already came and gone, dude. <laughs> that's what blew, That's what I'm saying. This technology's moving me. so fast. Yeah, it's, it's like, so like every day at work, I always probably hear it. Yeah, you line. probably know a lot cuz you're around every the day technology. at work. Yeah, I usually hear it at least once they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, like you know, I always have that older person who's like, "I just want you to know, I'm not very tech savvy. I'm pretty stupid when it comes to this stuff." And I'm like, "Sir, with all due respect, it's changing so fast that it's hard to keep up with. Like, if you're not in that world and you're not privy to the new things they're doing, you will get confused. I mean, I had people that were, like, shocked when they realized iPhones did away with the aux cord altogether. Remember the aux port? Mm-hmm. Can't even get it on. I'm I'm one of the last oldies, man. Yeah. I have the 6 still, so I still have access to an aux, which is part, in part why I got it. But, yeah, it's just, the US, it's just that lightning dr- uh, port. The MacBook I have doesn't even have USB ports. Doesn't even have standard what? USBs. Swear to God, they literally what? yeah, they literally <laughs> on the new MacBooks. I think as of last year's generation, they did away with the the USB ports altogether. All they have are these these little kind of like curved. Um, they actually look a lot like a USB. Is it the uh, what's the term? USB C. It's uh, USB C. It is USB C. It's a USB C. Oh, okay. But it so it looks a lot like the lightning port. But imagine oh, yeah, these. The lightning port. But on the side of the laptop, no USB. You know, if you want to use a USB like a flash drive or your anything, you literally have to use their dongle, which is an additional accessory you can get for twenty dollars. Plug that into the MacBook, and then it has a USB entry, and you put the flash drive into that. But it's USB-C on the thing? USB-C, so it's How USB. many do they have? It's like, mine has like two. Okay. Because I have the 13-inch. The 15-inch, I believe, has four. Yeah, mine just has two USBs. Mine's old. I couldn't even have this podcast right now without the USB, you know, and shit. You would have to and get yeah, the dongle. We're running Pro it's Tools crazy. and shit. The Pro yeah. Tools, you know, key is the fucking USB. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? It's man. crazy, man. I already feel like, you know, like, I'm, like, pushing 30 soon. And it's, like, I yeah. feel like I'm I'm over the hill already. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so crazy, man. God damn. It's just, it's rapid changing. But, like I said, it's not going anywhere. And I think it's, it's once we really get a grasp on it, it's going to be, it's, it can make a lot of lives better. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it it'll really be great. Can. It'll be it fine. Will. Once we, we gotta iron work out, out the these kinks. bumps. Yeah, we got to work out the kinks. Like the kinks of how we communicate yeah, online yeah. and Or all even this. like how we interact. see the stuff with Elon's talking about, like where they're messing around with the AI stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I tried to tell him. Yep. And you could tell he that tone, like the atmosphere of that, uh, that interview changed when he got an AI. And he's one of the ones who's he worried about it. Some, yeah, he's really worried. And you know it's going to happen, man. Some people aren't worried. A lot of people are. Are. So. If Elon's worried, I'm worried. Right. I'll, I'll listen to that guy. That we should got, listen to Elon, probably. Let him do what he wants yeah. to do. <laughs> well, it's just that thing. It's like we're meddling with shit, and, we're, and it's going to come down, and we're just going to do it because we can. Things can't. are going to happen so fast that, like, we won't be ready for it as a species. Like, we don't, we don't know how to communicate, like, online. Like, we can't handle the technology yeah, already. Still, that's why there's, we're, like— We're having troubles with man. Imagine if we create something that's like, oh, you guys suck. Like yeah. I want, 
I'm not listening to anything you have to say. Sentient life, man, that's some crazy shit. And people think it's so out of the out of the ordinary, but it's like they already said. I mean, the saying is whatever we get access to is usually ten years old. Mm-hmm. It's usually right. about ten years old anyway. The mm-hmm. people that are making the shit, you know, because obviously they have to go through regulations and patents and all that before they can make it a commer- commercial product. Like you don't, you man, they're doing all sorts of crazy shit in the laboratories. That's just the truth. Mm. It's innovation. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, it's like if I win or if I have kids someday, it's like by the time they get a little bit older to where I can talk to them, it's yeah. like who knows what year the f- that's going to be. Right. You know, and it would be even crazier by then. And it's like I couldn't even imagine trying to explain to them like my childhood, like, oh, yeah, cassette, a VHS or anything. Like, yeah, no Internet. Do mm-hmm. you even know what the fuck that would be like? Like trying to explain to my kids, let alone grandkids, like they will like if I have grandkids someday, they will look at people our age like that remember the nineties and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like you're literally a caveman. Yeah. Like literally fucking that world You've got like you've got fossils as far as they're concerned. Man. Exactly. It's like they wouldn't even give me the time of day. It's like fucking shut up, grandpa. You fucking yeah. like beep, beep, beep. older like, than shit. With my hologram, dad. It's like even the VR shit, you see, that's like that yeah. industry's. They're trying to make that pick up. Man, I love how we've like just been bouncing around. We haven't even talked about music. It's so nice, man. It's been I great. This, this is so dope, and I'm really glad because like, I don't think I'm always the most revealing about other shit about me. So it's cool to just like talk about shit. Hell you know? yeah! Like hell yeah! I I hope because I'm sure I'll have a few of my friends or fans or whatever you want to call them we're gonna tune in this and i hope they just enjoy just the fact that we're just just talking yeah, well this is it's really crazy cool. podcasting even like you know like 10 years ago it was it wasn't shit yeah five years ago it wasn't much i mean well you know it's really it's really taken off man. joe rogan's had his thing going on for yeah, a long time like so five years ago it. he was still really the popular, podcast but. is like a really interesting lane and I think in part of it, it's just to do with the fact that people, it feels like you're talking with a friend. If you really like the people who are conversating, it feels mm-hmm. like you're hearing a, con- a conversation amongst friends. Dude, I love you know? it. Going back to having that really close circle of very yeah. close friends, like I always love the fact that throughout the years, each one of those friends, I've had multiple like hours long conversations with them. It's been mm-hmm. so meaningful to like our yeah. growth together and our Absolutely. relationship, just talking about life philosophy and whatever I bet the you fuck. what i bet you did them in person too huh I bet you did them oh in person. right of right course. of course you have to have to but like but the thing is with podcasting why i love doing it is i was like i always realized like those were great times with friends just communicating for mm-hmm. hours about deep subjects yeah. just really connecting and i feel like now i can do that with like strangers yeah i mean we've met before but i've had people on where it's like this is the first time meeting no, like, them and now we're getting into some deep long yeah. conversation and it's great it's we feel great like we're connecting to, yeah, and just, and it's and that's how and that like as we were talking about connection bro that's how it's supposed to be like you should just be able to go with someone like obviously yeah we've met and we've known each other but we've never been able to talk in length like this and it's very and it's it, dope it's like, it feels it's like healthy it's the like, i and i was therapeutic say, and a testament to a great because i mean i consider you like an interviewer slash you know host like when i forget that the microphone's even here and we're being recorded like i'm like oh shit i'm just talking with a friend like yeah i just love like having a conversation man that's a testament to what you're what you've created here yeah. like even um 
I know you had Brian and Scrim, mm-hmm. or uh, Avery, um, Avery, mm-hmm. and he was like, bro, you should really go on the show. Like it's awesome. Like you'll just topics just fly, and you know, and, and I and I got to watch a snippet of the episode, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh I need to watch the full thing. Um, but yeah, this is dope, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. That makes me feel good. I'm glad people yeah, are digging man. it. Because, yeah, we started out as like, and I still joke now. I'm like, ah, no one's listening. Nah, yeah. They don't care. Well, let me ask, <laughs> you know, like, to kind of flip it. How did this come to be? Like, what was the inspiration behind okay, it? Okay, so, well, um, I'll try and make a long story short. Yeah. Well, because you know Mill City Mob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then... We came up with this idea of MOB, which yeah. is, you know, what we got going on here. Mine's obliterating boundaries. Yeah. Jacob, as you may know, poor Bill. Yeah, poor our boy. Bill. He, uh, what is it? It's, a, it's an acronym when it's like each letter is like a word. Yeah. It stands for, Mil, he wrote something out, Mill City Mob. He had something mm-hmm. written out for it. And the MOB part was like, uh, mine's obliterating boundaries. Okay. And, you know, we had been releasing, well, we have been doing our thing as Mill City Mob for a couple of years at the time. Mm-hmm. Come, like, 2014 is when I got the idea of, like, and everybody does this now. Who Anyone who's, like, a creator, it's like you, you, you make your own, like, platform, your own label, brand, studio. Mm-hmm. And that became, like, okay, we're going to have this thing, MOB, Minds Obliterating Boundaries. That became, like, our label, in a sense, we would release our music on, mm-hmm. our videos on. We would, you know, we would set up live shows. Yeah. Shit like that. And then... So we have this platform now, MOB, and then we've always wanted to do more, all the kinds of creative shit that we want with it. And so we started having like a vlog called Mobcast, mm-hmm. started as a vlog. It was like, yeah, some behind the scenes shit or whatever. It started like the first one was like a live house show. I made a funny video of that right. and then some other like vlog type shit. And then I, for a while, I was like, I really want to get into doing like some podcasts or something. Yeah. And that didn't happen until like... 2017 like a couple years ago oh so this is something that's been a while like like the name the idea of mobcast started like five years ago and then it wasn't until like two years ago we finally like did some actual podcasts versions of it which is what i've been wanting to do and then and that was very like few and far between it was like me and jacob just spitting shit and whatever Mm -hmm. and then uh also, because when our when we came into this location, uh, we had our shit set up in the garage and shit. Oh, so, yeah. And then we couldn't do shit when it got super hot in the summer right, or super right, cold, cold in the winter. So you had to get that right. We get we get our shit going, yeah. you know, when we could. And then so very few and far between. Then I started getting guests on. Uh, probably. I mean, last last year, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing. Cause yeah, the first ones in like 2017 were just me and Jacob bullshitting. Yeah. And then finally started to get guests on. And then as of this year, we finally got everything rearranged with our space to where everything's like moved inside mm-hmm. and shit and real nice. So we've been able to crank it out now and keep it current. So we've been releasing a lot of them. So we're getting up there now. Nice. And so once we started doing more of them, like once I was like, like started to get over five mob, uh, like podcasts in, I was like, I, I gotta like separate this shit from like the vlogs from like the actual podcast right you know, mobcast name so we took our like vlogs and we do that now as like a segment called mob vision okay we still release like vlogs or like uh or like funny skit videos will just be bullshit and like kind of like almost improv kind of yeah, like yeah, funny yeah. shit and <laughs> just bullshit videos just for fun and then yeah now mobcast is strictly just the podcast shit so i guess that's it that's dope man yeah. and uh, it's cool because like you said i mean it was something that clearly was a seed that 
was planted mm-hmm. and then it organically happens and look at and look at you now man and and i mean it, yeah it's and crazy. just even over text when we were kind of figuring out how to coordinate it just shows that you clearly have like gotten it down to a discipline at least it seems because like you're like look thursdays are my days to do these recordings like you really you embed it into your routine mm-hmm. so that's awesome and man. then yeah i definitely try and bend if a guest yeah, yeah. can't make a thursday you yeah, know obviously yeah. we'll, we'll work you some know, shit sometimes out there's, there's conflicts but yeah i mean um yeah like today like it's wednesday or what what today is wednesday yeah yeah wednesday I gosh like, it's not thursday like, it it's is not thursday, thursday <laughs> but is because Fourth of July is tomorrow, yeah. so you're like, well, yeah, hey. I didn't even plan to do one this week. Yeah, yeah, and then well, you got back to me. I was like, shit, let's get it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, cause yeah, I remember you texted me. I was like, oh shit, that'd be cool. Like, I remember when you went to LA. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I wish I could have got him. Yeah, even um, Brian said you guys brought it up. Where you're like, oh, is he's back? And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So that was a nice, I'm sure, a surprise for you. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was stoked. So I'm like, thank you, man. Like, it's dope. Hell yeah, yeah. I think shit. that fucking uh. What was it again? Uh, uh, anagram? No, not anagram. Whatever the fuck I said it was, where the, each letter is like a word. Yeah. For like Mill City Mob. Acronyms. Acronym. I always get those two confused because yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember what it was. Jacob wrote something. It was like, more intellect and less limits creates yeah. infinite toil. We are young minds obliterating boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's it, folks. You heard it here first. Damn, that's... That's length. More intellect, less limits. Less limits. Yeah. We, I took that. That was like our second EP. Yeah. I was like, well, less limits. Less, less limits. Well, yeah, we'll do it. And then MOB just became a thing now, I guess. Yeah, it became its own little brand, man. Yeah, so I hope people are digging it. Seems like they No, are, I want to promote so. the fuck out of this, man. I want people to, to be privy to it. And like I said, now now that I know you have this catalog and you know yeah. all these archived videos man now it's got some stuff for me to chew on yeah and the other thing back. yeah coming soon ho- hopefully soon whenever i get my shit together i want to start releasing like mobcast highlights little snippet yeah, yeah, videos yeah. here and there so that'd be also an opportunity to like and that's like more easily digestible yeah. for people just like little Shave snippets down, here yeah. i gotta get that going i'm we're already like well into 30 plus episodes now it's gonna take me <laughs> i gotta get my shit together yeah, god man, damn it. it's, it's that's a beautiful thing, man. You've got all this archived footage now, you know, like mm-hmm. you can just like, oh, wait, I forgot about this interview or right. this topic that I had with this so-and-so person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, it's it's yeah. dope, man. Just keep building it up, man. Yeah, and then all the other shit, of course, music, videos, art yeah. shit. There's so much more to it, too. Like, uh, It's a brand. Yeah. It's, like, a, it's a multimedia hub. That's it's me mean. and Jacob and then our buddy Tyler, yeah. who's also, I do shit with him through yeah. MOB. He's like, he's one of the best artists in the QC, period. <laughs> he's like crazy he's like a fine artist because he can do any medium oh he's different like styles legit. he's like i i'm i call myself an artist yeah. like you know i i draw and shit but i'm not anywhere near like whatever the fuck he is like i i'm consider myself like maybe a cartoonist yeah. designer graphic design other things like that you know me and him animate a bit yeah. but it's like he's beyond he's like, he, he's got he real skill he's That's he's dope. always had real skill and so I'm really stoked that me and him were doing shit together because yeah. even when we were younger as like kids when we first met I was like man I wish we could like I wish I could like work with him somehow mm-hmm. <laughs> and like now it's like fuck yeah the 15 years the later idea. or yeah, something man. it's never too late right right that's dope man so things keep flourishing this snowballing hopefully we'll, we'll see where it all leads keep it going man. man this inspires me man seriously yeah like, yeah I mean I love making the music and stuff and you know that i think that's i mean that was essentially how we met was mm-hmm. what was it new groove i'm pretty sure no 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 we played well 
I, I knew of you or something, but I think we first, I don't even know if we talked much, but we played that show together. It was that 100 series show. Was it? Was yeah. that the first show we met? I don't know if we met or not, but I remember that I was the first sworn. show we played together because I never what? played New You're group. absolutely right. It was the supper club that we met at. Mm -hmm. And then you guys end up doing a show over at Ross Talks because well, I remember seeing, or Jacob poor Bill did. Poor Bill. Yeah, poor Bill did. Yeah, and I, I'm always rocking with him. Yeah, so and you're, that's there. your boy, you know, come support. That's that's the crew. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, because yep. I remember coming up. He, I, I, I specifically remember Jacob coming up to me and he's saying something like, dude, you're dope as shit. Like, I fuck with you. Like, And I was like, oh, thank you, man. Like, I fuck with you guys, too. And he, like, exchanged, like, a CD and stuff. And he's like, yo, we should definitely, like, all keep in touch. And I was like, bet. And then, you know, it kind of all just led, led to here. Yeah, most definitely. But it's a good time, man. I appreciate the love, man. It's always, I think that's something that I'm very big on, even with the show is, like, community man there's a lot of awesome people and a lot of awesome minds right in right in our play this is our playground of sorts right and it's just it's about just communicating reaching out and you know i think there's a lot of dope stuff that's going to happen mm -hmm. um you know and i understand that you know as a place as a market you know we're not la we're not chicago but we don't have to be i've mm -hmm. said that a thousand times to myself because it's something beautiful here man and the reality is people love they love great experiences, you know, and we can provide that. Yeah. You know, and, and expand, you know, like I said, that's a beautiful thing with the internet is, you know, you can right, right, reach right. anybody. Yeah. So. And like you said, we're not like in LA or anything, but it's like, we're, I think we're starting to become something. Yeah. Like, I feel it. And it's crazy too. It's like, people forget like Chicago's only like two hours. And the way. train's coming in, you know, the, the train, train station. Man, they've so. been talking about that train forever and I hope they do it. They finally got the money or did are, they really going they finally got oh permission to get the money or something? That'd be amazing. Can you imagine a speed train from here to Chicago? I remember when I was really little I took a train to Chicago and it wasn't that fast. I'm yeah. Sure. I don't know how fast it's supposed to be, but I think it it's, you I'm had to go to Galesburg sure or wherever yeah, to take like the, the train. Galesburg yeah. one. Well, from my understanding, it's supposed to be a speed train. That's great. Where it's like Zippity and I was well, it faster than a car or as fast? It's supposed to be like a bullet train, I think. It's supposed to be like a legit, like shave it down to like, man, I don't know. I might just be saying shit. I could have sworn because well, the plane flight's like a good half hour, real, real quick. Like it's supposed to be a quick ride to the point like people will start what they think is gonna happen. You're gonna have a lot of people that are Chicago natives or live in Chicago who are gonna start moving to the QC and then just commute there for work. Oh that efficient do you think it's going to be like cause what is the drive is it two or is, it's like it's about two and a half yeah i was gonna say it can be close to three if you got like two your, and your half pit stops three. and shit yeah, you know? yeah if they can cut it down to like an hour and a half even that'd be not that bad that'd be better oh, shit i'd be in chicago all the time yeah definitely i got family up there so mm -hmm. mm. fucking and in inevitably i feel like that's where i'm headed i feel like i'm just kind of sorting stuff out here but I could see myself living in a Chicago or, you know, it's happy medium. It keeps me in the Midwest. Or with the know, train and whatever. Yeah, you might just train, have a yeah, just, base here yeah, and be there. able to, like, slide between the two. And that's that's big, man. It's just about reaching out and exploring and, you know, not kind of confining myself to one area. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, everyone's like, oh, like, damn, man, like, where you been? And, how you? and I'm just like, I was really just trying to get my shit together. You know what I mean? Like. I feel like finally now that I've been back a few months, like I finally feel like I've kind of like the dust has settled a little bit. Yeah. I've got really got some structure back in place. Right. Now it's time to get back into this music, man. I'm really excited. On. But but I feel like I don't need to rush it, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
I was just listening to something some people were talking about like yeah you don't have to rush it really mm-hmm. it's like people get don't. caught up in like we're trying to pursue these goals and shit while we're young and as we're getting exactly. older and then you get to the it's end of life weird... and you're like old people you know it's like wait we're just gonna die so it's like what's the rush what's the rush well, what's no, the, what's it, even you're the absolutely point right sometimes? that's part of what what happens is you know we're in that young space where we create these weird deadlines where Dude, we gotta make to, shit we have to make now. this happen by this said time and that's ridiculous there's so many variables to being an artist and it's like dude you know first of all you can rush what's the point of making a bunch of mediocre crap mm-hmm. when you could take your time and great make something exceptional hell yeah you know what i mean definitely that's the quality, way to go if you have quality me. over quantity just because you crank out something annually doesn't mean it's good mm-hmm. you know and i'm at the point where like i'm very blessed to say my last project really you know did it for people and i got a lot of really uh, supportive people in my corner and i feel like i i it's i'm doing myself a disservice if i don't do this next thing right like you know obviously i mean there's always going to be opinions and everyone won't love it but i gotta be happy with it i gotta love it you know i i, I feel like i've afforded myself some time so now i'm like i'm not worried about dropping another project till 2020 truthfully right. yeah and it sounds so far away but it's not we're already halfway through the year just like that I think most people don't even know I do music or the people that you know think we don't anymore. (laughs) And it's like, you don't understand everything. Everything's been cooking. And I'll focus my time on what needs time or whatever. I'll Mm -hmm. grow the MOB and and you're just go back to my other shit. And what, what's become evident just sitting here with you is that you're way bigger than just a rapper. That's one of your many hats. You, you know, know I think mean? a lot of the guests I have on don't that are musicians themselves. They don't even know that I <laughs> like do yeah. that. Oh, really? I think a lot of people now know he's like, like oh, he's a podcast, podcast guy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Come to find out, oh shit, this guy's his own catalog like, music and everything. Just because we've been cranking them out lately, yeah. the podcast. But you know, it's all good. Yeah, it's all man. good. Because yeah, and I'm, that's and that says a lot about you, man. Because sometimes it's so easy to lead with your credentials, where you're like, oh, I do this, 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 and this, and it's just like let just shit happen organically, like. You know, that's why I love that this this conversation hasn't even been music centric because it's like, you know, the music's the music. Like, get get to know who I am a little bit because mm-hmm. I feel like so many of the people that I've become fans of, it's because I got to I got context about who they are and how they think, yeah. watching interviews and podcasts and stuff. So it's just cool right, to right. just, like I said, man, like, it you just grow through conversation with people. And it's like stuff like this where I'm like, I didn't want to Skype you. I didn't want to text. I wanted to sit down and actually shoot the shit because it's like, this is dope. Yeah. And it's important to do that. That it's way, so sit important. down. You know? Because you know? now we like, we have, we've shared an experience. It's like, oh man, remember that time we did that thing? And yeah. we have it, you know? And like I said, I mean, shit, I don't know if you do get like return podcast people. We will be doing that. Oh, cool. Well, like, Next time, if Jacob's free, like shit, mm-hmm. we can do all three of us. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. That that adds a whole another element to it. Of course, it. of course. You know, that's a whole another mind in the mix. You mm-hmm. know. I always cool. think I'm like, how many episodes do I need to do before I do repeat episodes? Yeah. Or like, how long since they've been on? Should yeah. they be back? You know, but it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But I mean, a, you know, I mean, shit, it, it totally doesn't yeah, matter. It seems but like, I mean, there's so many like, like dope people in the QC. It's like I'm trying to just get oh, all these yeah, dope get people on. There, you know, it's man. like shit. I'm happy with this. Like, Hell yeah. I'm super hyped. Yeah. Rained his ass off, too, during the... Like, you notice how it's just, like, going? Yeah, dude. Maybe you get some nice ambient noise in Didn't the background. They, I think they're supposed to have a fireworks. Oh, I was going to say, like... Out. Um, 
Well, some places are doing it on the third. Some are some are doing it on the Tomorrow, fourth. Tomorrow, yeah. But I know some of them do them today. I thought we like, might have some more. We're gonna get this nice ambient rain in the background yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. I thought we might have some more explosions in the yeah, background. <laughs> like, that's dope, man. <laughs> Hell yeah! But yeah, man. I don't know. It's it's fun. Everything I do is fun, and I think I'm crazy because like I can't. I can't do just music. Oh, I can't do same. just podcasts. I can't. I will go fucking crazy. No, like I, I don't have a fixed mind, man. Like yeah. I have to keep myself interested with multiple things. And mm-hmm. I mean, sure, maybe it's a de- to my detriment. I don't know, but I love doing different things. And mm-hmm. whenever I get bored with one, you just switch gears. I'm like, all right, well, let's sit down. Like, and I'll take a break on that thing and do something else. Right, right. Man, but. We could get back into it as far as the music side of yourself. Yeah, dude. Let's. I mean, because I mean, we started. Yeah. <laughs> what we, was we, the? Because you said you started doing art and writing. Yeah. When you were pretty young, how young did you say? Like, dude, I was probably doing it like to the. It's hard to quant like pinpoint, but mm-hmm. at least once I could actually like talk, I was doing art. Like once I like registered what art is, so I I was. Well, as you artist, said, as a, like a little kid, artist, you always got to have your Crayola. I was an artist in Pampers, man. Right, right. You know? Like, and you kept it going. Like, yeah. Like you said, like, a lot of people just don't. Stop, and it fizzles out. Like, a lot of people are still like, man, you're still making art, huh? And I'm like, yeah, like, this is my life, man. Like, this isn't just some phase. Like, I do this, you know? Maybe not to the degree I always want to, but I certainly am always creating something or have, you know, the ideas are going. Um, but, yeah, that's basically how it started was, you know, just drawing and writing you know, and once that kind of picked up and I really got into that, I was doing it through school. Mm-hmm. Then theater kind of found me the tail end of high school. And shortly after that, I guess the way it all started for me to be a rapper was uh, I was in a choir class. So it was part of yeah the requirement for me because I guess it wasn't mandatory, but I did to take the class. I was in show choir, if you know what that is. Where it's like the singing and dancing. Is it like Glee or something like that show or whatever? I don't I, even I mean, know if I've seen that. I, <laughs> that's crazy. I guess kind of. It's like, like show tunes? Imagine, like, yeah, show tunes. Like Imagine like a Broadway musical-ish presentation, but it's a competitive thing. So it's like mm-hmm. a group of boys yeah, and yeah. girls from a respective school go up on stage and they do like a series of songs you know and then they do a ballad which is the slower song it's more vocal heavy but it's a lot of choreography and stuff and then there's judges who like rank the teams and whoever's the best gets first place and you know second third and so on and part one of the classes that my music teacher at the time uh really uh i guess encouraged us to do is choir because he just felt it would improve our vocals and you know give us more time to bond as a group and we started doing rap battles in the back of the class. There's a group of boys and killing time near the end of school year. We're like, man, we don't have nothing to do. Let's rap battle. And it got to the point where it was a particular rap battle to my homie Jose. Shout out, buddy. And uh, I baked his ass, really. I mean, I guess it's the same way. So I pre- Sorry, Jose, but. Yeah, buddy. It's, it's, it's truth hey, truth. man, I'm, I'm appreciative of that guy because, I mean, who knows? If that video hadn't come out, I don't know if I'd be in the same place, but. So what was short. was that your first like intro into rapping? Well, like I always appreciated rap, but I wasn't doing it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I was an I was a fan of the medium. 
you know, I've been listening to stuff since I was a kid. Right. But it was the first time we really started putting bars together. And I feel like the reason I, I like rap, or at least I gravitated to it, was because it really just felt like writing, you know? It was just yeah, writing yeah, yeah. again. Like, I was like, oh, I like words and, like, trying to figure out how they put, put them together to say something right. significant or try to. Yeah. And next thing you know, the video kind of picked up and people were like, yo, you should drop a mixtape. Like, this was really entertaining. And I was like, bet. You know, I was like, I kind of took it as a personal challenge. I'm like, you guys don't think I could really do this. Or maybe I was just more of like trying to like, had a chip on my shoulder and was like trying to prove to myself I could do it. Mm -hmm. And I dropped my first EP, like maybe about four or five months after I graduated high school. And it was called Abstract. And that was kind of where everything took off. So what year was that? That was 2015. Damn. Yeah, 2015. Like the October, October 6th. I'll never forget it. I dropped my first EP, and then from there I just got the bug. I was like, "Oh, I like doing this." Mm-hmm. So I did another EP like that following March, and then I did another EP that December, and then I did an album the, the July of the, the the year after that. So I've been averaging at least a project a year. This is the first year, if I don't drop my project, which I'm not, that I won't I wouldn't have dropped anything, because last year I did Ready Set Go, which you heard some of the joints from that. Oh, yeah. And that really, I think, put me in a different space. I feel like it was the first, one of the first projects I truly felt like I found myself. So post four, four projects, it's like, okay, five. Gosh, it is five. I've five seen, projects. I've, yeah, I've seen that. The last one you did, Ready, Set, Go. It was uh, really uh, well-received by yeah, a lot of man. local people. A lot of people really, and I think that might have been in part to me being more visible and being more involved in, from a community community level. Mm-hmm. So there's more opportunity for people to see my work and form opinions on who I am. So it was kind of like in part me just being out there, I think, but also that project I think was a nice um, addition to my catalog. And now I've just been like, you know, in LA I was writing on the beach and like trying to just find inspiration, man. Right. And I'm from kind of trying to like digest that whole experience and figure out what I want to say and I feel like now I'm in that place where I'm really getting the bug again after doing some shows like mm, I got oh, reacquainted yeah. yep. I got reacquainted with it and I was like oh I I like this and I do this shit yeah, yeah, yeah. and now I'm thinking man if I could get something out early maybe quarter one of next year that's doable mm-hmm. that gives me enough time to really flesh it out and I want to make sure I put collabs on it like because all my previous work was very much me it was just me by myself and i'm yeah. like i have too many awesome artists that are, with, are within close proximity to not start you know even if it's not on my stuff feature on other people's work so right right that's um that's pretty big for me right now and like i said i just want to do it right so oh yeah we'll see yeah time will tell yeah time <laughs> will tell and it's something cool about like 2020 as a number that I'm really hyped about. Yeah. I think I'm probably partly waiting on that too. Yeah, it's the roaring 20s. Yeah, man, it's it's this is the last teen year we will ever experience. And our, then and then after the 20s, then we can start referring to the past. Oh yeah, back in 20s, 23. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say, "Oh yeah, back in 15." It sounds weird to me. Yeah. Even now like <laughs> referring to the 2000s, like what do you call them, the early 2000s, mid 2010s? This is the 2010s. Yeah, so like back in the 2010s, it's so weird saying it that way. Yeah, I know. Back in the the yeah back in the 2000s, like yeah. Oh yeah, you you don't even know. Back in the 20s, we were on the tail end of an entire 
number change, man. Yeah. 19, 1999 to the 2000s. We're in a whole it's weird to think that some people live their lives and don't see a new millennium. It's cr- we won't. We well, might. we did, but... I'm going to live till I'm fucking 100. You know what? Dude. I can't even speak because there ain't no, no telling what crazy shit they're going to have by the time we're elders. You know, they're Probably already... They're trying to, like... Transport Stop aging. Well, they're trying to fucking like transport people's consciousness mm-hmm. to other beings. I'm like, oh, you guys are going nuts. Nobody wants to die. I mean, it's crazy. Like, if I didn't have to die, I mean, I probably would stick around another hundred years just to see what the fuck happens. I would stick around for a while, but then there's gonna be a point where yeah, it's like, I'm, all right, right, I'm done. Yeah, mm-hmm. unplug me. Like, shit. I'll be down to be hang cool, out for man. a while. Like, it's gonna get you know, weird. You never know. Shit. I mean, ain't no telling. Man, plug me up to a fucking USB somewhere, bloop bloop, and just <laughs> plug me in. <laughs> yeah. Then the next upgrade comes around. It's USB C now. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm Forget off it. This. <laughs> I'm good, man. I've had a good go. You can you can put me in the trash folder. I'm I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But yeah, that's I really feel like that's where we're headed, and it's so weird. Just like I said, time. You know, even now, it's just like, damn, where does, you know, like in in the moment, it always feels like it goes by slow. But when you look back on it, jeez. I think it's scary because I feel like it is fast. A lot of times it's like, wait a minute, July already? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like July, I'm like, holy hell, it's July. Yeah. But you get so wrapped up in your day to day. The day's just. And then, and of course, if you're like most of us, you're just fucking day in day out working some dumb job yeah you I mean that think about how much help. time if you had the money and freedom you could just be doing dope shit yeah if you're like on vacation doing fun shit all the time like if, if you if you took like a month vacation and you normally work it's gonna go by fast but Absolutely. say you're just always on vacation you don't work a job you got the money if you're doing like dope Days experiences all the time it's like this month has been long like that's how it felt when I was in LA. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I was just roaming, putting in apps. A long with month. free time. I mean, that was a different kind of free time. I was. I answered to no one. That's a weird feeling, man. Like I wasn't a worker. I wasn't employed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm just out here. This is so weird. Like I just, I kind of went crazy. Like what you realize is like a lot of humans crave that routine. Like we mm-hmm. do. Like. I have somewhere to be in the morning, you know, like that's that schedule. And then you if know, they take it away from them, they're like lost. They go, they kind of lose some purpose and, mm-hmm. you know, lose some direction. And I think that's why it's so important for people to like be fulfilled, you know, like it's kind of what we're talking about at that point is, you know, like I said, I, I don't think people realize how many hours they trade to their jobs. It disgusts me. It's, it's <laughs> insane when you really think about how many hours you give up to an, a, a business. And like we said, that's the most valuable like asset you have is your time. People are trading hours for eight something an hour. That's what your hour's worth. It's crazy. Yeah. But you gotta, yeah. fuck shit, people gotta eat. You know, it's, Man. it's tough. But that's why I think I'm big on like, I'm really trying to get to the drawing board and think about how to create more opportunities for me to be financially free. Uh Because when you're financially free, it creates a different type of freedom. You know what I mean? And as like a wealthy person, it's like a rule of thumb I've heard they say is like, you know, you got to have like seven incomes. Multiple streams streams of income. Passive income. Multiple streams of income. You can't be relying on one or even a few sometimes. I remember I got into this book. I was, you know, the pyramid scheme crap that was presented to me, which that whatever, teach his own. But 
I thought some of the thing the book I read was this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? I've heard of that. It's I think. a really dope yeah, yeah. book. Who man. wrote that? Do you know? I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, I think I know. But he's like a he's like a big time businessman, millionaire, maybe even billionaire. But long story short, he broke down the four types of income, and the two main ones that the the real takeaway is the passive, and um, damn, what is it? Oh my gosh, did I forget? Passive and damn, I'm blanking. Maybe we can pull it up. Maybe we can. Yeah, look, Google the four types I'm gonna types look it up because I feel like this is some gem that someone needs to hear. And You're I'm gonna have to hear it. this, folks. Give yeah. us a moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one, man. Yeah, the four. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> four types of income. This might be passive and active. Well, is active like what we active do? Active is job, literally the or? normal nine to five worker who goes to work. Yeah, that's what it is. Passive and active. It has to be. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Keep looking. Yeah, it, it says up. earned or active income, passive income, and then just portfolio or investment income. And yeah, investment income. And then there's like self-employed. It's like the S. Okay. But basically, passive income is the, um, or active income. Let's start with there. Active income is the traditional job an employee who goes to a business and trades their time for a paycheck. Then there's passive. Passive is the I run a business of some kind or I sell something mm -hmm. that makes money for me even in my absence. While you're sleeping. While you're sleeping. And the problem with active income is you can never get rich off of active income because yeah. if you're not there, you're not getting paid. Exactly. Your income stops. With passive, which is most wealthy people who have money that they will never have to worry about, they go to bed and they're still making money. Mm -hmm. And people don't understand. No one's trying to learn it. I don't think it's no one's that's trying to learn it, but most people don't have access to someone who's going to teach them how to make passive income. Most people income. aren't talked or told no about this teaching kind of us shit. that shit in school. Mm -hmm. They're teaching you to be a worker. Exactly. You that's know? the whole again. They're the whole problem with the education system. The, they're teaching you to work for somebody else. You, gotta, you know, you gotta shape and yourself into this mold. Yeah, you gotta fit this structure. You know, like I said, structure is important. But we also got to show people there's alternative routes to make money. And that's what it comes down to. You know, like when you as an artist make songs and you put them on streaming platforms, that is a passive income for you. Mm -hmm. Because now whenever those songs are played, you're making money. Mm -hmm. How much? It depends on a lot of variables. But it's something that you don't have to think about that's making money back to you. Did you invest? Of course. You know, like that's what that's what fucks people up is they don't want to invest in shit. Mm. Where they're like, "Oh, what do you mean I got to put three hundred dollars down for recording equipment?" Dude, you have to invest your money. How much did you spend on this? If you don't shit. mind me asking, I couldn't even tell you because, uh, well, for one, with all the different things we okay. do, a lot of this shit has been accumulated yeah. over. You know, I'm like building an empire check by check here. <laughs> you okay, know, for basically. example. I mean, we like, both have MacBooks. That's at least a, a grand right dude, there. Dude, oh, more, yeah. A little over a grand, depending on what Because this was like a nice one when this came yeah. out, and it's like fucking right. like So you're already talking maybe? a grand just off that laptop you're utilizing for your brand. Mm -hmm. People don't even want to spend $20 on something that's for them. Because if it's not instant gratification, if they can't see it in the moment, 
They don't want to do it. But they'll go fucking line up at the damn mall and get new pair of fucking Jordans, no questions asked, and shell out $200 for some shit they don't even own to make some other dude millions. Yeah. Man, look. You got to invest your gotta money. You got to invest, man. In smart ways or something. Smart like. ways, yeah. Like, if it's something that matters to you, put some fucking money up. Yeah. You're not, I promise, you're not that invaluable. Right. It's for you. It's got, that's, that's, in, that's a type of, you know, what I said, you can't even quantify the value of investing back to yourself. That's what it comes down to. And yeah, like, dude. It's funny to think, like, when I think about it, it's like, like, I'm poor as shit, but I could say, like, oh, I got, like, a decent net worth of all this gear I have, like, you know, not just this shit, but all, a bunch of other shit, yeah. other things, you know, just equipment for all different kind of multimedia shit. You can't be scared to put shit. money up for yourself, especially if you don't have anyone putting it down for you. Do your homework, and then put the money in, you know, like... People don't like to, you know, I got a lot of friends who, you know, are aspiring creatives or want to get into it. And once I start telling them how much money I've spent on some of my projects, just buying beats, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, hell no. Oh, I don't know about all that. And it's like, hey, buddy, it comes with the territory. Like, you want to do this? So you're not about it then. You're not about you're telling it. telling me. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, damn, I'm really not about this life. And it's like, cool. I'm just trying to give people information. Mm -hmm. Information. That's what I realized. The scarcity shit is out. That shit is whack. Oh, yeah. Give everyone the information. Because the people that are going to use it are going to use it. And the ones that aren't, they aren't. Mm -hmm. You can weed people out real quick by saying, hey, I'll, I'll put you on to something. I'll put spit you some game. One of my friends told me, he's like, bro, go to the, uh, and my sister told me too. She said, go go donate. Go donate plasma. CS, CS, CSL plasma. For all you guys who haven't donated, you can go make 70, 76 bucks if you show them the voucher coupon. First time donors. Easy. Maybe take you two and a half you, hours. Back in the day, used to be even more money. I think they like dwindled it down. Yeah, because they probably people started catching on. Yeah. That's a nice little side hustle. I'll, I will be back before the week is up. That's for sure. I don't think you get as much as 70 because you're not, you know, when you're a return, to return donor, but. For some extra pocket change that may Yeah, if you're hard on yeah. you know, strap for cash and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like and not even strap for cash. There's people in there that you can tell have money mm. who still donate. <laughs> it's not a poor man's game. This is just about you more money will never hurt you. Right. You know? Why do rich people get richer? It's not that they're not comfy, it's just fuck it. Why not? Why not invest in some more stock or put my money into this company that I I know is flourishing? And it's rich like, people get richer. Get richer. Unless, you know, they that's, fall into that's, some bad that, habits or something. That's when you start talking generational wealth, mm -hmm. where my children's children are going to have money. Well, well after I'm gone. It's crazy, man. You if I was rich, I would still want to, like, make my kids earn it. Like, I would, like, mentor them we as talk much about, as I We were talking about, like, not having asshole kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's that balance where it's like, hey, I just want you to know, you know, that's look you hit the jackpot you just so happen to be born as my kid you know it's it's a it's a randomized you know it's a sequence of numbers at that point but you got to get it for yourself out here you know mm -hmm. and it's like that's part of why it's so important and i had to learn the hard way for particularly for the young kids especially for kids that don't necessarily come from a lot of money you cannot compare yourself to these famous kids you see mm -hmm. so many of them have a famous parent or they had such and such as a connection mm -hmm. that is not a direct reflection of the normal circumstances, you know? Even someone you think is like genuinely 
who has genuinely become famous, it's like you might find out, oh, their dad is so and so, and so, so and that connects, man. Something, you know, it's a networking game. Mm-hmm. So much of who's on top or who's in the industry is a networking game. Mm-hmm. You know, meeting the right people, getting affiliated with the right kind of people at the right time, and boom, boom, boom. So it's like, oh, I'm not 16 and famous. I suck. Right. No, you don't. You really don't. You're actually doing great. Don't. It's not a. You know what I say. It's not a race. You know. Mm-hmm. Get there when you need to get there. If it means you don't pop till you're 25, you popped at 25. If you don't pop till 35, you popped at 35. People don't realize how many of the actors who are big now didn't. Okay, Chadwick Boseman, right? You know who that is. Who is that? Chadwick Boseman plays Black Panther. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously been in some pretty high-profile projects, but Black Panther put him in a different stratosphere for fame. Dude is, like, in his early 40s. You Most can be 50, 60 sometimes. You like, know, it just... You, sometimes you get famous as, like, an old person. Like, yeah, cause it happens. For Even as, like, a say, Look for at, example, like, as an actor, because you fit that uh, physical description, role, yeah. you know? Like, because an actor, a lot of what what happens with actors is... You know, it's, a, it's do you serve the material? And sometimes you might be that perfect role as an old person because you're playing the old guy, you know? So it's just... Even something simple where you haven't done much, but you did one thing and got a bunch of money, like, say, like, the Dos Equis guy or some shit like that, you know? Just rake He in. couldn't have done that when he was 20 because he was an old, wasn't, cool guy. Yeah, he wasn't to be the this guy. old, cool guy. You know, yeah, there's a, you know, there's, there's a gifting or... There's a aging is a gift. It can really be a gift. Not only just you're wiser, you have more to draw upon. You know, you you, you I guess you value. You hopefully you value things a little differently. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would. Obviously, there's the fantasy that's like, man, I wish I could just blow up or be super successful at a super young age. But then it's also like, you know what? I'm very grateful to be where I'm at because I have a lot of experiences to draw from. I'm glad that everything wasn't handed to me. You know. Oh yeah, that's a gift too. Like I really am. You appreciated. You know, uh, like, and it, I don't like, know, like if someone like us, if like if we got really rich, it's like th- we would appreciate it so much, much more than our fucking kids could Dude, ever I imagine. I give myself so such bad anxiety about money. Yeah. Like, mind you, my bank account, I'm comfy right now. Like, I'm good. Like, it's not great. It's not like, oh, I'm I quit my job or anything. But I have enough money that I can be grateful because I know there's a lot of people who would kill for my my funds. But like. It's that thing of like, I still give myself anxiety because I'm like, dude, it could be more. It could be more. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm one bad pay, one, one bad accident, paycheck to paycheck households, right? Yep. Like, you know, you know that one, one accident put someone out of work would fuck the whole household up. It's kind of that thing where I'm like, I still got to go to work tomorrow morning. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a lady come into my work today. It's like, oh, you working tomorrow? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, sorry. I was like, I'm not. Yeah. I'd be pissed if I wasn't working tomorrow. I you need this money. July 4th? Yeah. Yeah, same deal. I need this money. Dude, time and a half? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm there. Yeah, Say less. <laughs> yeah, my job is at least they're, they're hooking up with some, I mean, the thing is with time and a half, though, because I worked Memorial Day, they tax the shit out of that, They do, man. yeah. I'm like, man, I was so hype about time and a half, I barely saw any of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, eh, that's, that's okay. But... Yeah, man, it's just, you know, I I just, I that's something I pray, man. If I do ever have kids, I just hope I can instill that in them and just be like, look, don't be an asshole, okay? Yeah. You know, whether I'm rich or not, like, just don't be a dick. Right. Be a good person. It pays to be good. And I, I really believe, like, so many of the things that I've been rewarded with in my life is because you put a certain energy out, 
and it comes back to you you know it really does it really comes back to you in one way or the other whether it's opportunities or friendships or you know favors whatever like just people remember that's true they really do man and if i had kids one of the things is like you know i don't want to just like you know oh you you get a bunch of money now Mm because you're my kid like if i was rich you know like i want to like be able to like mentor them and teach them like how they can like contribute get their own fucking money (laughs) you know so it's like they have something to be proud of you know like they're not just like yeah entitled so not or anything so like, i mean it's just creating it it's creating financial independence mm-hmm. really and i mean and it's also about like you know nurturing their interests and finding mm-hmm. out like exactly it's like what do you want to do oh we can make some money doing that yeah like oh yeah. that's cool like yeah well let's let's do some research on it and figure out how we can make it plausible or feasible you know and i'm very gracious like i mean i can only do what was done for me or try to do it better you know like mm-hmm. I I found my found my way and I found all these things that I'm really passionate about and I feel like I have a better understanding of what I want to bring to the table. And we're also lucky because of that. Some people like don't have hobbies. Dude, some people just don't talk about it. This stuff like this, this stuff is like good for my soul, man. Yeah. It really is. Like it nur- like it 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 really like replenishes me in a way like I don't know what I would do if I just went to work and went home and didn't do shit. You know, that's, I mean, you know what happens to those kind of people. They're usually angry and they go to drink and, you know, whatever. Like, that's their hobby, I suppose. But, man, I love that I have, like, creative outlets and yeah. stuff. You know, it's good for me. Dude, like, I'm, I'm Keeps very, me out of trouble. I'm so thankful that I'm pretty, I mean, I'm kind of, like, insane and crazy. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm very mentally sound and happy, mm-hmm. I guess. It's like, if I didn't have, like, you know, for one, my close group of friends, yeah. you know, and, like, and all these creative endeavors and projects, it's like I would be like nothing. I'd be so depressed, dude. Like, I it's couldn't saddening. imagine. It's like I couldn't what, imagine. What do you want to do? And it's like, and then I think that was something too. Is like you realize that you really don't have to prove shit to anybody, man. You just gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Cause it's so easy. Like with everything being a numbers game, man. If I if I'm lucky enough to have a significant impact on one person. I did a I did I did a, something cool, you know, like sometimes it's so easy, like oh, well, where are the numbers or how many plays did it get? And it's just like who cares? There's so many people, man. There's seven billion of us running around. You like, gotta do it for your own enjoyment. You have for to one. do it. Like I said, Absolutely. like how I would joke. Even now, I still like sometimes joke around. Ah, oh, no one's listening to the yeah. podcast. They don't give a fuck. It's like because I. I'm doing it anyway because it was fun. You enjoy it. It was fun to do. And like, sometimes that's all you need. Because like, I started listening to podcasts when I was a bit younger. And I was like, you know, over time, I was like, well, that would be really fun, you know? Because for every person that's popping, they had one point in time where they didn't have anybody listening, mm-hmm. you know? And music, art, it's like... It's all the same That's for thing. me. It's, it is. It's for me, people. It's right? got to, <laughs> yeah, it's got to feed me. like, And that's part of why I'm waiting. Because it's like, you know, I used to feel like I had to meet a demand. Like, I'm like, oh, I got to do this to keep people interested. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm surrendering all that. The people that want to listen to it are going to listen to it, even if it takes another year to come out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I am I feel like once I, I let things happen organically like that, you know, and just let myself be fully and, like, lost in my creative endeavors and yeah. then let them grow, better stuff happens. Right. I believe, you know, and it gives you time to refine, yeah. you know? That's what I said. Think about it. You get better and better every time you do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes more, it feels more natural. It feels... You know, like, so when someone's like, if someone hit you last minute, like this, where it wasn't even something you planned on doing, 
what we got, we just, we're off, you know? And it's just going. Where are we clocking in at right now? Dude, we're at like... Am I correct here? Two and a half. Two and a half hours. And it flew. I'm looking at the clock it and I'm like, damn flew. it. It flew, man. And that's the other thing. This time just keeps fucking moving. Con- it, the time waits for no one. God Respect damn it. her. <laughs> but yeah, what do you... Uh, what do you think the future looks like for you or what do you want it to look like as far as musically, creatively, creatively oh, as a creator? Man. Um, I know it's going to sound so corny. I just want to true and truthfully, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. Whatever, That's got to be everyone's number one goal. I want to be happy. It has to be. And I and I someone I really admire said that and I was like, "Wow, like oh, that's so corny." No, it's not. People are sad as fuck, bro. There's a lot of depressed ass like, people. You know what I mean? Like they don't. Yeah, they're missing miserable. things. Like, and I mean, when I'm talking, like, when I say happy, I don't mean like I'm like strolling down the street with a big ass cheesy grin. I mean like truly at peace wherever I'm at. You know, and a great and gratitude and show. You know, I mean, and sure. wealthy in the important ways that we wealth, spoke yeah. about. Like, not you know, that money shit. That's that nice too. Shit. I like some money. That but helps a wealth, lot, especially in this country for certain reasons. Rich, like, I need ri- some health Yeah, I want to be rich fun. and <laughs> rich internally. Uh huh. Not to get too hippie about it, but shit. I mean, I really feel that stuff. I'm very. That, there's a reason my project was called Zen. Yeah. Had a tape called Zen. Like I'm very much about that tranquil stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Well, long story short, um, yeah, that that's really big for me. And I think something about alignment and chakras and all that other crap, like that shit, really works for me. I I really connect with that. But yeah, like I want to be happy, and along with that, I would love to keep manifesting these other artistic endeavors and be of service to people. Cause that's something I really find myself enjoying on a day to day. Something that I think that my job helps me recognize is I love making conversation and I love meeting cool people. And I think that there's a way I can find a balance and utilize my art as a vehicle to not only go beyond the quad cities and see more of the world because I definitely got the travel bug Oh yeah. Um, after LA, I mean, I don't know if I didn't bring it up until now, but I we drove, yeah. we drove to mm-hmm. LA. Like, holy shit, mm. that was a. I'll never do it again. It was twenty seven hours roughly, but it was amazing. We didn't stop for nothing. If I got tired, he'd sleep. If he got tired, I'd sleep. Oh my god, what am I talking about? If I got tired, he'd drive, and when he got tired, I drove. Yeah. So we just alternated, and I'm like, man. That was nuts, but it was so beautiful. Like, we got to see all of this geography, you know? I mean, we drove through the mountains. We drove through Colorado. We drove through Idaho. We drove through Vegas. It was so dope, and it was, like, one of those experiences I'll never forget. I mean, I have photos, like, like nobody's business from, you know, start to finish, but it's, like, one of those things you just can't, you know, you can't. You know, one of the things people say is, like, Oh, I love America. It's the greatest country in the world. And they're usually on some yeah, political or mm-hmm. uh, patriotic dumb shit sometimes. I love the government, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would say uh, I love America and it's one of the best countries in the world because ge- geographically. Geogra- geography, we got dude. everything. We have such a diverse man. Like it's, it's one of those things, like I say, like, so you, beautiful. You kind of, you know, you dismiss it. It's not really at the forefront of your mind. But if you really take a step back, like Utah. I don't know why the fuck else I'd be in Utah for any other reason, but it's a beautiful state. I mean, there's so much 
geography and there's so many Utah, mountains. that's uh they got like arches national park there oh With, yeah like the arches the red rock formations and yeah shit, like, man the like there's some like that's crazy, one of my favorite places dude. crazy like that. mountains out there man and the way the you know it's like i said the way that land has molded itself you know because like it's funny because in like iowa nebraska which is just flat as shit and then you start working your way to the more hilly um, parts of america and colorado is so yeah. beautiful you know what i mean with the mountains and the, you know the ice you see all the ice caps and stuff um you know and and then vegas is like this kind of like red yeah these red rocks man uh -huh. and just like it just love pops it. i love you know in the palms and like you, that's when you know you're, you're working towards the coast mm -hmm. and then and then la and cali is just this weird it almost doesn't even make sense the way Cali's set up as a state when you're talking like you have mountains here, but you have the ocean there, but then you have desert there. And then if you work north, you get, you know, you're talking like you're working towards, you know, the, the, the you know, northern pole. I think they say like up north, like uh, Oregon, Washington, whatever. I think they have what is classified as like legit like rainforest. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, yeah, like it's rain. It rains a lot up mm -hmm. there. And it's funny, I was actually born in Washington State. Oh, really? Yeah, I was born in Washington uh, State, Tacoma. I was born in Tacoma. I was a baby when I left, but my father used to live out there. That's yeah. how my mom met him. Yeah. She she called herself going out to Washington to just to live life and, you know, change it up. And he was, had a desire to leave, and she met my dad out there. Right. And then hmm. they had me. Did you come here as a baby? I did. I grew up in uh, De a Clinton, actually. Okay. You know where Clinton is, like yeah. about 30, 40 minutes away from davenport yeah that's where i grew up and then around like sixth seventh grade we moved to davenport and i've been here since i grew up here hell yeah so in retrospect it was like oh i didn't want to leave clinton and i'm like damn my mom really did me a favor I and mean, it was a little too small as a kid it was cool but i couldn't live there now but right man yeah it's crazy and <laughs> like traveling and doing more art and Honestly, like schooling has been something that I've been kind of really trying to navigate because I feel like there's just something credential wise I could get maybe at the school level mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't want to be a cynic about school, but that's part of the reason why I haven't gone is just because I'm like, man, like fuckers going to take all my money and I got to take some of these classes I don't want to take. Oh, dude, I totally feel the same way. Yeah, it's, it's hard, man. Like, especially when I hear some of my friends and how much debt they're in. Like, so geez. you can keep all that. Yeah, like that part. Oh, I'm not fucking with it. But I do like taking classes just for knowledge. I do. You know? Yes, I think, and that's something too that people have to understand that knowledge does not stop once you go beyond the classroom. You oh, know of course, I mean? you got You have to be learning your whole right life, here, man. Like you can look up anything. You know, there's so much knowledge at your fingertips, and co through conversation or researching yourself. And there are some people who I think are excellent at really uh digesting information in a classroom setting you know in, in an education system and i think mm -hmm. there's some people who don't work that well yeah yeah and they work better by having a little more hands free and you know being a little more hands-on you know and it just kind of depends on what works for you i'm the type of kid at least in high school where man if i'm into the subject i'm solely i'm so fully en en engrossed and it's cap you know captivates me when mm -hmm. i'm not into it i'm i tone i tune out and I'm just like, oh my gosh, when can I go? Like, yeah, you know right. what I mean? We're just oh, like, you just, you, you want to be anywhere but there. I'm thinking about the stuff I want to do outside the classroom. That's like mm -hmm. what's in my mind. So yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like 
college is an amazing thing it can be an amazing thing but right. it also can really scam you and you know you have to go for the right reasons and, and it's needed for certain professions yeah exactly and like, whatever. like you want to be a doctor take your ass to school like, just, <laughs> right you know you're not walking into an engineer hospital to be a doctor um so it just really just comes down to what your intentions are you walk into the operating room don't worry i've watched 70 or yeah. i've watched 700 hours of youtube yeah. operations yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i got it like yeah. trust me please you know, diy kind of thing <laughs> and you know it's the other thing of like you know and on top of that too the other part of it is just it's it's partly status you know what i mean it's of part course, about yeah. the credential especially what school you went to yeah like what school and what do you what degree because look every degree ain't equal you know and there's some degrees i know you went to school for that mm-hmm. versus oh he's he's that he's he went dude. to what school he went to, he got a bachelor's or a master's and that's a degree oh he got and, a scholarship to yeah so-and-so. to go so and so it's a status thing you know and it's and it's a credential thing and i mean i'll be honest like when you start working and you start trying to navigate in some of these more dense areas like chicago new york la Man, that that degree can make all the difference because, I mean, hell, even in L.A., everyone thinks it's just oh, just go get a waiting job. Hell no, most of the waiting jobs are even super selective and picky because they can be because they have so many people that are applicants. You know, mm-hmm. some of the jobs we looked at were like if you don't have a minimum of two years fine dining experience, we don't even want to talk to you. It's a prereq, mm-hmm. prerequisite just to even get an interview. But that's what I say. It's getting competitive out here, so. Man, it's it's just all that much more important to spend time with yourself, identify who you are and what you want, and then go for it and and, and go at it full speed. You know. Fuck yeah! Keep educating yourself your whole life. Your whole life, you should be learning all the time. You know. All the time. You never stop learning. You, you shouldn't stop. ever. Shouldn't. And if you have, well, what the fuck? Are yeah, you? <laughs> like that just creates ignorance. Of it course. Just creates a lot of ignorant people. And another good takeaway is always travel. Travel. You gotta get out there. If you haven't traveled Meet much, dude, people, you owe it to Interact yourself. with people that don't look like you and didn't grow up like you. It gives you so much perspective. If everyone traveled, we wouldn't have racism. We, I, I agree. We'd have. I don't say. I don't know if we'd abolish it. Cause some people are just straight up shitty. Of course, we minimize it. We have a lot more tolerance in the world. People start understanding how other people came up. Um, I really want to go overseas, man. I don't know why. I really want to go to Tokyo. Oh God! I want to talk about culture shock. Yeah. Yeah, like I just want to go like somewhere in Japan. I would love to. I would love to travel the world. I mean, I I used to travel a shit ton, and I need to get back out there. Got to, man. That's another thing that I'm really big on. Is like I've started to like really, um, be a little more, uh, I guess, kind to myself when it comes to spending money on experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like going to live shows and traveling, like. How can you put a mo- how, man? All when you're dead, all you have is your memories. Like they say, your money will come back. Your time your money will, will come, not. and that's why I'm going on this trip. Because yes, I'm gonna have to sacrifice my next well that July paycheck. Whatever July paycheck I come back to won't be the greatest. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you can't you can't replace those experiences right. with people you love. You know, and that's family. And you know, look, people are getting older. You know, it's just like I'm not getting any younger, and it's just like I'd kid I'd. I know I'd be kicking myself if something happened to someone on that trip, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. that was going on that trip afterwards, and I didn't go and share that that time with them. Oh, you course. know, there will always be time for all this other shit. You know, there will, there will never not be a shift to pick up at work. You know. Oh yeah. You know. Uh, and, what was the? Uh, is L.A. the farthest away you've traveled? Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially because ooh, well yeah, definitely. Unless you count your travel as a baby from. Yeah, there, I guess uh, you know. Oh well, I think the, LA, an the LA the LA travel was different 
for so many reasons not only just distance but also there was it was one i ch- i was one i char um right it trekked your own, out you know what yeah, i mean like your own fucking it was decision. my own it you was uncharted uncharted territory none of my media family has been la yeah. aside from my brother so it was that thing they don't like, even know yeah, like I've been somewhere no one else has gone, and I went on my own accord. I wasn't drugged on a vacation. I went mm-hmm. with the intention to live there. Really, I wasn't trying to come back. Well, not because I hate this area, but I was like, "Fuck it, like let's create an ex- you know life out there and sure. see if I can do it." And you know, and there's a few friends who actually want to go back out that way. So you never know. Right. I'm right. A, I just want to be open to anything. You know, I don't want to be so, I guess, narrow-minded that I'm not willing to invite new experiences in my life. And that was the furthest I'd definitely gone west. Um, you know, it's the west coast. Now I want to go east. I've never been to New York City. So yeah. if I can go L.A. and New York, I can check both those Fucking off my bucket craziness. list, man. I really want to go to New York City. And actually, one of my good friends from high school, her name's Kayla. She actually lives out there. Ooh. She's from the Bronx. There you go. Then get she's a, maybe, been, maybe she's a place wanting, to stay. Yeah, <laughs> she's been wanting me to come out and visit her. And I think that might be a trip I have to plan for 2020. I think that would give me enough time to really get my money right. right. I got to go. I want to see it so bad. Maybe make like a 12-day trip or something and just go out there and hit the ground running. Like, go, go, go. Do it, son. Yeah. Like, there's no reason not to. And right. that's why I think L.A. reminded me. is like, this is so feasible. Like, I did it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I came, I saw, I conquered. Like, right. you know, like sometimes you can really overthink it, think it and it's just like, just go. You, you know? got to do it. Just get in, get in the car. I mean, yeah, obviously you have to organize and plan. But once that's all done, go. Give yourself that, you know? Can't go wrong. Hell yeah. So that's dope, man. Like, hell yeah. Like, that's what I say. Be happy. Do more. Get more involved from a community standpoint and, and do more of my endeavors. Mm-hmm. You know, launch more things and put out some more of this music and stuff, you know? Hell yeah. Well, thank you again for being here, man. Thank you, man. Do we miss anything? Seriously. I think we. Shit. Whew. I mean, we can go. But we covered like, a lot. This we, is going to be the six-hour podcast. Yeah. We could do it. We could do it. <laughs> yeah, like we said, it's a time warp. It, yeah. it's It ain't no thing. It's dope, man. Thank tell you Tell them so how much. to get a hold of your shit. Well, my name is Aziah, um, A-H-Z-I-A. And you can find me on Twitter at Aziah Hester. Um, and like my name is like Zenziah, but the at is Aziah Hester. And then my SoundCloud is Aziah. It's just my first name, so... A-H-Z-I-A And you can also get me on Instagram at Isaiah Hester as well Those are probably the main two social medias That you know you could probably catch me on Oh um, yeah Or like get access to the music and stuff you know and follow me you know, I'm always down to make conversations So I always appreciate it yeah, Hell yes Thank you again sir Thank you so Hit much, it up man. motherfuckers yeah. get at him Appreciate it Hell yes we'll do this again someday Hell yeah Until next Woo. time Peace out. Peace.